Hey, give me my siren. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here. With another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the coach gang. And that's you. For being here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. Welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You in here with the King of Kings, the Bruce Wayne, this ish, the King of Content, and the Speaker of Truth, yours truly in a Desert Storm Bunker, the notorious CGA, Coach Adamas, the, the notorious Coach Alini, and all of that stuff. Uh, glad we back in here. Let's get the energy back up. We got a great show today. This is the Blue Chip Mindset, episode number 54. Episode number 54, and if you don't know, there's a playlist of the weekly episodes of the Blue Chip Mindsets that we've been doing here for about a year, right about a year, and we started this as a weekly, actually it was a monthly show, and then we changed to every week, and then in 2023, we're going to do it two times a week, and of course, this is a three-hour podcast, so settle in, relax, hit the like button, and we will present this information to you, and what we do is we get our money on our mind, and our mind on our money, and or we talk about how to get yourself out of a situation where you can get out of your own way. You can stop defeating yourself, stop living a life of self-fulfilling prophecies, and stop living a life of victimhood. Today's show specifically is going to touch on one Dion, Neon Dion Sanders, or Coach Prime. As you guys know, him leaving, leaving for Colorado, leaving Jackson State University for Colorado. And we're going to touch on that. And the reason why is this is going to be a phrase that I've been saying here for quite a long time. Nobody owes you shit around here. And I'm seeing a lot of people making coach prime uh, into a person that supposedly he owes them shit. This is going to be one of these situations where, listen, I know you're going to look at the color of my skin and you're going to say, well, you're supposed to think this way and you're supposed to want these things. You're supposed to aspire to be certain things. Well, listen, I don't owe you shit either, man. I'm going to tell you right now, I owe no nobody nothing because my parents decided to combine some sort of DNA here. And I'm also going to reveal some of my life growing up as a kid in the suburbs and in the inner city. I've lived all the way around the world. I lived in many states. I've lived in many different areas economically in single motherhood, stable two-parent households. I've lived it all, man. I'm one of these guys that's lived on every side of the street. And let me tell you something. The grass is not necessarily greener on the other side. There's not always a perfect solution. There's not always this idea that men have to be disposable and sacrifice for the greater good. There's not this idea that one man is going to change everything for everybody for all times. You know what I mean? You come in, you do your job, and then you go on and you move on to greener, greater and greener, th- greener pastures and greater things. But uh, we're going to break that down a little bit later, a little bit later in the show. Uh, But I've been also encouraging young men who are stuck in the community mindset to leave the community. All right. I'm one of these guys. Leave the community. It's going to be the best for you. And not all people will take that advice. You're going to think that you're supposed to do something for some group of people. And mysteriously, um, it, it always ends in you either getting your life snuffed out or you taking less of a life to sacrifice for the greater good of, of a group of people. Um, like it's a mythical group of people. The black community is a mythical place, right? You kind of know where it is in every single city. It doesn't extend. It doesn't, it, it's not conglomerated. It's not, it's not all together. Everywhere the black community go, like, where, where is it? Like, where is it? Because I can go in New Mexico and there's one there, but for five des- desert hour drives, there's not another one. Could be another 20 hour drive till I get to the next one. It's a mythical place with a mythical group of people that is a ghetto that doesn't belong to you. 
It's a place that you were designated. And for some reason, they still think that you're supposed to help everybody out when you're supposed to help yourself out. Mm. Mm. This is going to be tough one to swallow, tough pill to swallow. So we're going to talk about that. Shout out to Dr. Thunder. He actually was on this mindset as well. And I know a lot of people will be disappointed in this one. And I don't give a damn. I really don't give a damn. I really don't give a damn about what people think because this is nothing different than what I've been telling you about. I've been telling the group of men, I don't care what color you are, you got to do for self. You got to look out for your best interests. It is always men that have got to make the sacrifice for a group of people that really don't want the help. And when I tell you they don't want the help, let me give you a prime example here before we get into the show. I'm going to show you this and I'm going to share this with you. I'm going to share this with you. This is going to be on it. And, and, and uh, let's see here. This one doesn't need volume, so I'm going to share this tab. Take a look at this. I saw this this morning. And this is the disheartening conversations that I'm having. It's, it's this, this, this is disheartening. It says right here, Walmart warning, company will close store if rampant theft continues. Now, you're probably identifying with, and this was shared on a, a Instagram page that has primarily a black following, right? So, um, Hollywood Unlocked shows this and it shows like a group of teens. And I've always told you teenagers, young adults, they're always going to throw the monkey wrench in whatever plan you have to make a future brighter. All right. So if you're like, we need to get the black community together. Well, you're going to have to get the teenagers, the gang bangers, the horny, horny hoes and all of them. And the people looking for shortcuts and the thieves and the, the crackheads and the, the marijuana smokers, you got to have to get them to put down their stuff. And there and not get their opportunities to steal to get the community together. If you can't get them on the same accord, it's it's fruitless. But that this particular story didn't dishearten me. It was the comment section in which the majority of people in the comment section, their offering was, as you can see right here, this guy, a guy says, keep going. This guy right here says, keep going. The story is about stealing and Walmart closing their stores. This guy says, keep going. Now, listen, y'all want me to help the community, but this is what I'm helping. I don't think so. This one says right here, Amazon, Amazon just going to make a retail store. Then Walmart is done forever. There's always this destructive mentality of things that are, of course, Walmart makes a lot of money. And if you want to be mad at that in a capitalist society, that's your part. And I'm going to give you a solution here in a minute. But what they said was the solution is, oh, OK, Walmart, you're going to be out of business forever because uh, if you close the store, Amazon just going to come in. That's going to be a mental roadblock. Nobody said, why don't we make our own Walmart? Why don't we get together and start our own store? No, they just went right back to uh, Amazon. And of course, then they're going to be hating on Amazon talking about <laughs> in 50 years, right? This person says, I promise you, we don't care. I'm telling you, I am not helping people with this mindset. I don't care what color you are. Depending, he says, definitely happened in East Oakland about six years ago. They closed down Walmart because people were stealing so much. Okay, so listen, the, the repercussions of this is then obviously the people who don't steal, they don't have a Walmart in their area, which they probably would shop, nor do they have someone making their own Walmart. Nobody's going to want to put one there, nor will they have Amazon or Amazon will just replace Walmart. You're still back at square one. You're still back at square one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is the idea we're talking about. I'm supposed to come in and do for these people and sacrifice for this group of people. That's going to be a no. Nope. That's going to be a no. So this is what this this is what disappoints me about the argument It's always that a person that has. And I always say we need to protect our biggest and our brightest. 
groups of people always insulate their biggest and their brightest from the chaos and the bullshit. Unfortunately, the mindset of a person having to come back and help, they take their biggest and their brightest and they put them right back in the chaos. And then they put all of these heaping expectations on that individual as if that person's Superman. But at the same time, that person's not able to live their life to the fullest. <laughs> okay, so Deion Sanders, super duper athlete, super athlete, mega millionaire at one particular point. I don't know what money he got right now. He probably has a wife that makes just as much as he did when his Jack had his Jackson State salary. Okay. Um, one of the greatest athletes of all time, arguably top 25, top 50. You can I mean, he played a baseball game, he played a football game in a World Series game one day. All right. And then people still shit on him for that. They called him selfish for that because he was able to exercise his options and use his talent to his fullest. Be one of the only people to play a, a playoff football game or it was a football game in a World Series game in one day. Okay. People shit on him. He's a celebrity. He's an Instagram coach. All right. That's big. He's one of the only uh, college coaches that has been able to utilize social media in his current state and get promotion. They shitting on him for that. And guess what? He's supposed to go back where they don't even have water for a period of time in Jackson, Mississippi. He's And guys, I'm going to just let you guys know in, in case you don't know. I did what Dion did. I was a young coach and I coached at a HBCU. And I got the hell up out of there when I saw what was there. I was like, I ain't, come, I ain't coming back for a second year. I went one year and I got out of there. I coached at a, uh, Southern University, uh, women's basketball. We went to the NCAA tournament. I recruited the, the player who would be the player of the year and the freshman of the year for that conference. So they went on to have great success based on some of the work that I did. Okay, there. But I only stayed there a year. I only collect. I'm gonna I'm gonna share some insight of what the difference between an HBCU is and what people are now calling a WPI, which is a a white white. <laughs> what do they call it? They call it a WPI. I'm like, what is this? A white, primarily white institution, PWI. I'm like, where y'all make up this shit? PWI? Y'all be making up shit. <laughs> y'all be making up all kinds of shit. PWI. Primarily white institution. PWI. Okay, I did that. I coached that PWIs, I guess. Predominantly. Okay. All right, so we're going to give you some insight on that. That's a little bit later. But before we get into that, hey. Dollar sign CGA live on the cash app to contribute to today's show. Uh, Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV on Venmo. PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. <laughs> he said I shuffled out of there. And uh, that link is in the top of the PayPal, is on the link of the top of the Free Agent Lifestyle uh, channel. Also, you can super chat on the Notorious CGA channel for now. New, 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 new world I saw somebody say, also, Coach, you should start a Rumble. Now, here's the thing about Rumble, and I'll just have a Rumble rant. The people that keep telling me to start a rumble, I find it interesting. I've been over there for two years. <laughs> like the accounts there, there's actually two accounts. I'm so confused. There's two accounts. I and the people that keep saying I should start a rumble or I should go to rumble, they never can find me over on rumble, which is the problem. <laughs> That's the problem I have with rumble. You can't even find me over there and you telling me to go over there. And I got two accounts. Now, listen. <laughs> If you keep telling me to go somewhere where I'm supposed to do better, but guess what? You can't even find me over there. Wouldn't that be a problem? 
Wouldn't that be, I have two accounts because I messed up. And people keep saying, you should go over Wonder Bach. And I'm sitting there streaming live right now on Rumble. <laughs> right now, I'm on Rumble right now live. And people keep telling me how great it is. And there's 24 people watching me on it. And no one can seem to find me on it. Isn't that a problem? How is this supposed to be the greatest place when nobody can find me over there, but you keep telling me to go there? <laughs> That's going to be a problem. I guarantee you, if you wanted to find me on YouTube, there would be no problem. There would be absolutely zero problem. You would find me right there. And then, and then somebody's going to say, well, give me the link. You're going to want, listen, you keep, you keep telling me to go to Rumble. Then you want me to give you a link to it. That's how inefficient that site is. <laughs> that you still, when I still tell you to go over there, you still want me to give you a link because you can't find the damn thing. <laughs> but it's so great. It's so great. It might always in the, guys, the link has been in the description bo box for two years. Rumble. Look in the description box at the bottom. There it is. It's so, so. The, the, the argument with Rumble is so goofy to me, but I'm streaming over there. I've been streaming over there all week. It's so great, but nobody can find me. Mm. I'm, I'm tired of everybody keep saying that shit. I should start one. Somebody said that. A great supporter of mine said that. I should start one. I got two. All right, and I'm over there live currently. <laughs> it's crazy. As you can see, if you go over there, and I don't want you to go over there, but it's, it's literally going on there live. Hi, everybody on Rumble. Hi, everybody on Rumble. I'm there. <laughs> anyway. He says Rumble's the first damn link. I mean, you know. Uh, anyway, and can you super chat? Send me a super chat over there. <laughs> oh, you can't. Look, hey, send me a super chat on Rumble right now. Mm. See? Guess, guess I should go over there for what? What am I going over there for? <laughs> Nobody can even do nothing over there. Hey, send me a super chat. Hey, somebody over here on Rumble. Can y'all send me something? Put some. Can you make the cash ring? Uh, send me a super chat. Oh, no super chats. All right, so I'm back over here on YouTube. All right, here we go. Back here. <laughs> All right, anyway, let me get back to the show. You know, I've been tripping this week. I've been high. I've been tripping this week. Yes. He says, go to rubble and take 90% pay cut. Yes. I got freedom of speech, though, but I ain't going to get no money. No money, though. You can money. say what you want to say over there, but you won't get paid. Mm. <laughs> Somebody says, okay, send me a super chat. Send me a super chat. Somebody said you can do it. Do it. <laughs> All right, anyway, man, where we at, man? Shout out to everybody on everywhere. This is just something I keep hearing. They keep saying it, saying it. All right. Anyway, where are we at? Uh, where are we at here? Now my, my viewership is going down on YouTube. But look, do me a favor. Hit the like button and we'll get into the show. All right, earlier contributors. I was messing around with y'all. Not really. Shout out to A.A. Ron in the building. He says, I've been listening to you for a few months now. Your lessons have helped me in a variety of or various aspects of my life. Thank you for all you do. Appreciate you, A.A. Ron. ACDC, update on my friend's mom's geriatric wedding. I didn't give her the $10,000. She guilted him to give it. Wait, she guilted him to give it. Now it turns out she ain't paid rent 
in two months and since he has co-signed. Wow, he's liable. Son, husbandry. I'm messing up. So, wait a minute. So, yeah, there was a mother who wants to get married. You didn't give her 10K. She guilted her son and given her 10K. And she hasn't even paid her rent trying to get to the wedding. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Wow. Shout out to Justin says, morning TGA studying for my CYSA plus exam. I don't know what that is, but shout out to you. He says, just stopping by to contribute to the junior college fund in the building. Appreciate that. Wow. And Robert D says, morning CGA. We in here early, <laughs> early in the morning, at least on the West Coast. The East Coast people are like, what are you talking about, man? We already in the mid that we're already in midday. All right. Um, somebody said, never mind. I ain't even going to talk about it. <laughs> they were like, somebody over there, they're making bake over there. Okay. They got a million subscribers. I don't. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. What do we got? What do we got here? What do we got? What do we got? We got people on PayPal early in the morning. New York Times took some money out of my account. Damn it, I didn't cancel the subscription. All right, I got I get I gotta cancel whatever New York Times thing I agreed to. Shout out to my man. We're gonna call you Justin. He says, What's up to my favorite milk dud and the coach gang? My ex divorced me when I was 30. And in hindsight, being 2022, it was the best gift she had ever given me. I was lucky with the divorce because she was finishing up her PhD and we were both broke. No kids, no alimony. Now I'm 40, making $200,000 a year, owning my own business, houses paid off, new truck, multiple motorcycles in the garage, 100% debt free, both businesses and personal. Wish I would have had this information a long time ago. Focus on yourselves and celebrate your success. Take me out with the... I got money. Congratulations on that, gentlemen. It is possible. But I tell you, man, you cannot take everyone with you. You cannot take everyone with you. Not everybody can go along with the journey on the journey. Some people have to be left behind. You are not Superman. Sizzle says, let me get the, you want this. announcement has been paid for by the new world. He Order. says Moderna is in the lawsuit with Pfizer. <laughs> Oh, boy, they will eat themselves, huh? After all that money they made, no pokety-poke. Plus, you were going in last night, CGA. Them lemmings ain't ready for Coach Alini in 2023, but I'm ready for the challenge and need blue chip, these blue chips, too. Shout out to new, you. New, 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 new world order. Yeah, a lot of people appreciated what I was doing yesterday, man. I went off in my evening stream, my late, late evening stream, went off on a little bit of a rant. Most people appreciated it. Of course, the lemmings were like, he's ranting. One thing that people have to understand about me is that I don't care what you say about me as long as you don't say he's lying and then you can prove that I'm lying. Oh, see, now at that point, I'm going to be scrambling, okay? I don't care all of the he's ranting, it's not what he said, it's how he said it. He's, 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 um, he's got a God complex, he's a narcissist, he's too ego, he thinks he's the best. You know, he's this, that, he feels like, I don't care what you say. He's an Uncle Tom. I don't care what you, those things mean nothing to me. Because what I do is I become, I come on here and I tell you who I am. I'm very much transparent, although I don't share all details. No one's expected to share every detail, but I'm not a fraud. I don't come here and act like I'm a, a complete Mac when you a, when you just nothing but a trick and a loser. I don't come in here and fake like I'm a superhero. My name is not super heroic. 
I don't have a mystery name. You know what my name is. I didn't make up a name, a persona. This is not a persona. Some of it is something, some, some of it is hyped up. <laughs> some of it is somewhat hyped up. But yeah, I don't come on here and lie to you. That's why you don't see exposed videos about me. All, all the only thing they'll do is take a little chunk out like this. And you'll disagree. All right, you'll disagree with what I said or what my allegiances should be based on what you think. My allegiance is to CGA. 100%. Or he associate with this guy. He, that means nothing to me. I don't associate with anybody. I make allegiances with, for the purposes of promoting CGA. Do you guys understand that? You shouldn't do this and this person's moral character. I care about CGA. <laughs> That's all I care about, really. Now, I'm cool with people and I'll have allegiances and associations or whatnot. But just because I associate with somebody don't mean I agree with them 100%. I'm about CGA. 100%. I've been telling you that when I say look out for yourself. CGA. I don't care about the manosphere either. I don't care about the manosphere as a, and I don't wake up, well, what can I do to help everybody in the manosphere? Who gives a damn? Now, I associate with them because that's, that's the part of the group that we came up with. But if it's between me and the manosphere, it's CGA. Numero uno, primo, over here. <laughs> the numero uno, primo, the assassin over here. This is me. Shout out to G Brown sending me a super chat on Rumble. Hold up for a second. Not a super chat. Super chat over on Rumble. Don't say it's not possible. It's possible. Shout out to G Brown 40. I got a couple more and we're going to get into the show. J Cool. J Cool is in the building based upon last night's stream. How is a woman saying yes to a date, a win for a man? He says, it is like I was asleep for 20 years, woke up and found nothing recognizable. Also, coach, I am finding that now I was able to enjoy myself a couple of times of the last over the last two weeks. And he says, it is going to require some self-control not to overspend. Oh, after all, we all paid, but can we all afford it? That's the, that's the question you guys got to ask. That, but that goes into every category. I don't care what you're doing, your associations with women, and also your associations with having children. The idea that you're don't, you don't pay for entry is misleading because maintenance requires money. Well, maintenance requires money. This is why people do pump and dump because the entry is free and so is the exit somewhat. So that's more of a situation where you just save money. You in your mind, right? But no matter how you associate with women, there's going to be a payment. There's going to be a payment. Or if you want to say there's a payment of other resources, fine. You enter in for free. But once you're in, there's payment. So if you can't afford, this is why I say, if you can't afford to date, if you can't afford to pay 100% of a, of, a, of a receipt on a date, don't date. Don't date. Because, listen, we hope women would pay 50%, but then you get mad if she pays 50% and then gives you a pat on the head. But she's going to give you that same pat if you, if you gave paid 100%. If you don't want to pay, don't date. If you don't want to be on child support or if you don't want to pay for kids to have all of these things that we put give kids, do not have kids. If you're going to complain about how expensive kids are, stop. Having kids. Tie your tubes up. 
give yourself a vasectomy or go give a doctor to give you a vasectomy. Don't bring poor babies in the community or any community or else they'll be shoplifting in Walmart. People want to build legacies and they ain't got two damn nickels to rub together. And I tell you, well, go get a surrogate. Pay $90,000 to a lawyer and a surrogate. Let them have the baby. You'll have the baby without interference from the other parent. Now, nah, you don't want to do that. That's too expensive, coach. Well, if you can't afford a surrogate, why are you having babies? That's the million dollar question. Somebody answer that question for me. You go in and say it's too expensive to get a surrogate and a lawyer. But you proceed to have three damn kids and put them on welfare. <laughs> That's the million dollar. Oh, man, I can't afford no surrogate. I'm going to just pump babies into these women. Because they want a legacy. I'm going to tell you about your legacy here in a minute. All right, I'm going to come back to the Super Chats. Um, where are we at here? Divorce back on. I'm going to do a follow-up story of uh, Jesse James's wife, who is not the best kind of comparison of what a modern woman is, but I guess she is. She's a former prawn star, allegedly. Well, we, rep we reported on Jesse James's wife yesterday, and she filed for divorce, and she called it off. Then the media gave her all kind of attention, and then she said, well, this is a private matter, which is false. Okay, you're public figures and people are going to look at these things and so forth and so on. So what she did was she did the bait and switch. She did the uh, I'm going to throw a little bit of a tantrum. I'm going to stomp my feet. I'm going to get your attention and I'm going to follow divorce. Well, listen, the marriage is over and I said it was over. And just like clockwork, Coach Adamas was right. But I was right in less than 24 hours because Jesse James's pregnant wife who called off a divorce that she filed. She filed it. Then files again one day later to call the divorce off. And she filed again to put the divorce back on. <laughs> now, Jesse James is not the best indicator of what a man should be in a marriage. He's supposedly a philanderer, abuser, according to her, a cheater. But she somehow keep getting knocked up by him. She's pregnant. There she is in all her sassiness. And there's another Chad or a Tyrone. She now... She now files to get the divorce back going. <laughs> you can't make you can't make this shit up. This is what men are dealing with. This is what you're dealing with. But this is you wanting to pass your legacy. This is you also want to exercise your options and be a philanderer out here and slang Johnson all across the community. Cheat, do all of these things, which I tell you, if you do want to cheat, don't get married. That's something you could have done if you got married in around 2000 and maybe 2000 and, and earlier. Now it's getting more complicated because, you know, you have the Me Too movement. You have women that could just say, I was with you for 10 years. I was your lover and your secretary working every day of the week. And then they could come back and throw all kinds of situations on you that said you were the abuser. You raped them. You assaulted them. You were verbally, emotionally. You were financially abusive and so forth and so on. It just doesn't make sense. But people keep doing these things in the hopes that they can have this some sort of mythical fantasy. And the statistics don't support this. Nor, not only that, your personal history doesn't support this. You're not marriage material. You're not marriage material. Just, just chalk it up. I know you guys are hoping one day. Look, I'm going to just let y'all know. Men and women, can you listen to me for a second? When you get married, technically, you're not supposed to be out here Slinging your Johnson around, gentlemen. 
ladies, when you get married, technically you're not supposed to be out here marketing yourselves to the bitter, bitter, or bigger or better men, meaning girls night out and social media, your addiction, basically your third appendage, basically your modern day brain right there in your hand. But people are trying to do both. And they're making a mockery out of marriage. And I'm calling people to say, look, we need to turn back to traditionalism before I push men into marriage. But you want to live this progressive fantasy, which is built on um, ego, ego and selfishness, that you guys are going to be the mythical, happily married couple. And I'm not happy. It's not turning out to that. So why do it? Why do I push men into that situation when I know it's going to be a blazing inferno? And this is what's happening here. So Jesse James's wife, in a matter of three days, have filed for divorce, unfiled for divorce, and filed for divorce again. One thing I'm going to tell you, if you missed that part of the segment, anytime you bring up the word divorce in your marriage, meaning if it was a joke, if you do this, I'll divorce you. If it was somewhat of a threat, if you do this, I'll divorce you. Or if you bring up divorce, file for divorce, meet with a divorce attorney, meet with the marriage counselor, you're getting a divorce. It's just not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Mm. Period. It's always a, it's a wrap already. Don't even try to push yourself. Don't even try to push yourself. Well, let's try to make it work. Let's make it last. Nah, man, it's over. So uh, there you go right there. Divorce on, divorce off, divorce back on. Good luck to these train wrecks. Let's go to the next one. And let's talk about the Raiders. The Raiders. Mark Davis brings a mystery blonde to his suite. And shout out to the junior college there. There's the owner. The owner of the Las Vegas Raiders. In his comb over. Shout out to Mark Davis. I was at a VIP season ticket holder event yesterday. You guys will probably see some of these things on Instagram on my story. There he is. With a mystery blonde, and let's see what's going on. He then went to the junior college. It says right here, the mystery blonde who was sitting with Raiders owner Mark Davis during Sunday's win over the Chargers. Ha, 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 ha. The Chargers. <laughs> the Chargers. The San Diego Super Chargers. Anyway. Her name is Hayden Hopkins. A Las Vegas-based professional Cirque du Soleil performer, Hopkins, uh, became the talk of Twitter. <laughs> yes, I've influenced Mark Davis. He knows. And by the way, I was down at the uh, Wynn uh, Field Suites, and there was a lot of junior college flatbacks floating around there, right, against all these rich men. All right, anyway, it says right here, he was the talk of Twitter after CBS ca cameras captured her seated alongside Davis in a private suite at the Allegiant Stadium. At the time, she took to her Instagram to share story to share the photo of the field from her seat, which also showed her wearing jeans and silver stilettos. She was in her hooker heels. Despite speculation, the two are just dating. Their relationship status is platonic, according to Hopkins. Nope. Oh, I ain't letting this old greasy dude hit it. You won't. You on there with a billionaire or a mega millionaire? You better be giving them cheeks. All right, let's go ahead and show you what's going on here. This is the woman here. Oh, yeah, she giving the cheeks. She giving the cheeks. If you know anything about Las Vegas, there's a lot of performers here. 
she definitely given a little flexibility to uh, Mr. Mark Davis. Shout out to him. And uh, let me see here. What else do we got us to know about them? It says right here, the mystery blind. Okay, I already said that right here. It says in response to a fan who asked about her experience sitting in the owner's private suite, private suite. She wrote, ha ha, Mr. Davis is a legend. He says, he's my neighbor and friend. Fun game. <laughs> Anytime a woman says, oh, we're just a friend. So you say he's just a friend. So you say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you got what I need. Oh, yeah. You say he's just a friend. You say he's just a friend. I bet you he didn't pay for that rent. He paid that rent. Hold up. Her rent is due. Your rent's due, motherfucker. All right. She made her Cirque du Soleil this, uh, debut here in uh, April of 2017 at Treasure Island. Oh, Treasure Island. Treasure Island. All right. Anyway, y'all, brother, y'all be coming all the way across the country to stay at Treasure Island. All right, Treasure Island, somebody go, they going to be bad at me, bro. I don't want to piss nobody off in the uh, Las Vegas casinos, but uh, Treasure Island. All right, let me let me keep going. All right, she working at Circus Circus now. What the hell? All right, I'm going to be mad, but uh-oh. Hold on. Found something else here. This is her at the Cosmopolitan. All right, here we go. What are we talking about? Flatbacks everywhere. This is her a couple of years younger, and she looks way younger. Oh, she. Oh, I see what happened. She got manufactured. She's a manufacturer. Yeah, she got more manufactured. Yo, she flat-backed it everywhere. She, oh, man, look, hey, listen. I know some of the thick girls can do all of this, too, but <laughs> she flexible. She a contortionist. I'll have a little bit of that. Uh, now that she's seated next to Mark Davis, that's going to cost me a couple a couple cool thousand dollars. I might be out of the market. My, my pocket, I might be out of pocket for a minute. Yeah, she got her feet out, too. Let me check. She do got her feet out. Hold on for a second. Let's check the let's check the feet. Oh, yep, she do got her feet out. Feet all out. Hold up. They said, <laughs> "Yeah, man." So, uh, shout out to Mark Davis. We're gonna give him a round of applause for him going to the junior college. He know what time it is. He can marry an old woman, old stodgy old woman with a wart on her nose, and they can be a power couple. All right, let's get to, let me see if I can get to, uh, is this the next story? Story number two. Story number two might be lengthy, so I'm going to get to some Super Chats, Cash Apps, and all of that. All right, um, I owe Cash Apps some love and Venmo. All right, so let's see. Let's give some honor to these brothers. Thank you for the contribution. Story two could probably get lengthy. So I got to catch up over here. My man, uh, Mr. LT, L. Thomas says, Coach, paying tuitions, I'm with Prime. He was, uh, I'm with Prime. Getting the hell up out of there. Teddy P. Teddy Pettigrass? Is that you? And that's He you. said turn 40 last week in Vegas. No going back now. He done went to the dark side. Now he's 40 in Las Vegas. <laughs> and my brother sponsored today's show. <laughs> yes, indeed. My brother went to the dark side. I'm ripped. Shout out to Teddy P, we're going to call you, man. Congratulations. You got 40 years, and let's get another 40 more of good, superb health. All right, where are we at? OG, OGA1, he says, PSA, BM, tipping 20% plus will turn you from ninja to sir. <laughs> mm. 
So I'm going to just rephrase that. So he says, PSA, black men tipping 20% plus will turn you turn you from a ninja to sir. Oh, do we want to have this conversation? <laughs> All right. When they say um, you just you if you are a black doctor, you still a ninja. Not if you tip. <laughs> now that's facts that's facts now if you tip you ain't no ninja all of a sudden all right listen people be like i ain't tipping you now there's certain instances i won't tip but don't you know man people who tip you automatically get i don't care you you get people's attention real quick he says i'll turn you he, he said it'll turn you into a mr ninja <laughs> so i said it'll turn you to mr ninja well we always know that's the case too mr negro hi mr black man Homeless white people be looking at you like, at least I ain't black. Sad state of America. Mm. All right. Shout out to Kirby for the blue chips in the building. Uh, tip your valet, guys. Tip your valet. We're going to have to give you a list on the blue chip mindset of who to tip and who to not tip. All right. Don't tip the people that just sitting behind there in the damn. They got a cart. They selling you hot dogs. And then you put up there, they ring it up, and then they have the little kiosk, and it says, 20, 18, 16%. Don't tip they ass. Don't get don't feel pressure to tip them. Never give them a tip. They 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 work at a cart. These were things you never got tipped on. Now, if you want to throw a dollar in a bucket, go ahead. All right, but don't not give them no damn 20% for no hot dog cart meal. No, 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 no. And you getting some fast food, they want you to tip. No, please do not tip these people. All right. Anyway, Pele Manuel is in the building. Shout out to you. Thank you, man. Uh, where are we at here? Uh, who is this? P.I. Double. He says, I found out my friends with benefits separated husband lives with her. Boy, I tell you. Did she tell you that? How long have you been screwing her? So they're separated. Yeah, she's still married. She's still married. They're working it out. They're working it out. And you just found out. Man, I told you, I found out a woman was married and she was just having all kind of funds with CGA. Then she added me to her fake book. Then she's doing this lovey-dovey message to her husband. I was like, I was like, what are we doing? I was like, nah, I don't think so. I don't want any problems with your husband. Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> Famous last words. Oh, don't worry about it. Never listen to a woman ever tell you do not worry about it. They have no instincts when it comes to these things. They have zero instincts. When they got... No, nah, don't worry about it. They have zero instincts. They have zero clue as to what to worry about and what to not. All right, Josh Moon is in the building. Run from the community talk. Coach gang in the building. Run from the community talk. Well, we got here. My man King Blue is in the building. King Blue and the whips, he says, for always keeping it raw and uncut. Raw and uncut around here. We uncut raw. Okay, Venmo. Venmo doing their best to kick me up. <laughs> they doing their best. They make it very, very hard for me to do what do my business over there. Shout out to who is this in here? We're going to call you Daytra Run. Okay, he says, good afternoon, coach. I'm on my job and tuned in. And oh, yeah, I'm going to need to link to those feet pictures. All right, I see that, brother. I'm with you on that. Who he got no government name several times. And I'm going to start from the bottom. He says, I'm 30. No, 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 no. That was yesterday. He says today, talking to my cousin. And she wants everything equal. I told her she receives more free dates, drinks than any 20-year-old dudes she knows combined. Coach, why don't the boss ladies go on TV and tell all the women to not accept free drinks and dates? 
keep everything equal. As you know, dealing with women, and I've had sisters, they want their cake and eat it too. I'm often confused as the amount of women who keep getting pissed off when somebody gives them something for free. And then all of a sudden they ask for something in addition, like, okay, I gave you all these free things, right? Uh, where's that peace leaf? Where's that love? Give me a kiss. Get in the shower with me naked. And they'd be like, clutching their pearls. Huh? Lady, you've been extorting the guy. You know what it is. And then they act ignorant. What? You want sex for me? What? Yes, he been wanting sex. I thought you were being nice. I thought you were being a friend. They just think dudes will be nice just giving them free shit. And because what will happen is women get free stuff all the time. So they don't have no problem with it. They get free all that. So the, the, the reality is I often said, and this is what I would instruct my daughter, stop taking free stuff from men. It always comes, not always, more times than not, it's going to come with strings attached. And then you have a problem. Then you have a problem. He said, these, you have a problem then because now you got to work yourself backwards. You got to work yourself out of it. You got to call the simp brigade to get you out of the trouble. You got to go on social media and then exploit the guy and say, oh, man, this guy got over on me. He's now wants something after he gave me $70,000 worth of free trips, vacations, drinks, and all that stuff. Now he wants something. How dare this guy, right? They, they, then they make him out to be How the creep. How dare you? And I'm like, don't take things for free. There's always strings attached. There's no thing as a free lunch. Stop, stop doing that. So that's what I tell my daughter. But y'all up here, you're a misogynist. They're scamming the guy. And then all of a sudden, when the guy wants something from them, and you know what the guy wants. And all of a sudden, he's the creep. When you just stole all kind of money from him. It's crazy. It's disgraceful. Okay, uh, let's see here. But I, that's what I teach women, and that's what I teach the women in my life. But no, y'all want it. Y'all want your cake and eat it too. You want to go over there and just take, 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 and never give, 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 give. Yeah, they want to call him a weirdo. He a weirdo. No. All right. Um. Anyway, this is why. Uh. Listen, most women have been, especially melanated women, have not been raised by a father. Most of them by their own doing or their mother's doing, not the father's doing. Many of them rebelled in the spirit of uh, Lilith and Jezebel. And then you got no instructions. This is why most of y'all headed for self-destruction, but that's neither here or there, and we're still on the blue chip mindset. No government name says Coach Gang. Check out Coach Greg Adams on Locals. He says you get to see Coach unfiltered. Yeah, I'm not unfiltered on, uh, what is it called, Rumble? I'm not unfiltered over there because I just basically simulcast, and I'm still here on YouTube. But where I'm really unfiltered is on Locals. Now, I know somebody's going to say, what's your Locals, Coach? <laughs> How do I find you on locals? Somebody's going to say that. <laughs> and I'm going to be like. I'm going to be like. <laughs> it's barbecue in there. Somebody's going to say it. <laughs> What's your locals? Is there an address? Is there a HTTP www backslash? What, is there any? Where's the link? How, how do I get there? How do I find you? Somebody's going to say it. Meanwhile, at the bottom left-hand portion of your screen, it's been right there for the last probably about a year. No, at least since April. At least since April, it's been right here. Hold on for a second. Can y'all see this? Y'all can't see my mouse. R hold on for a second. Watch. This is how I just show you right here. I know people are like, you're getting off subject. Watch this. See, can you see anything? Can you see anything? Now watch this. You see that? 
Watch this. Watch the screen again. Look at the screen. You see something? Now watch this. You see that? <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's get back to let's get back to the show. I gotta catch up. I gotta catch up. Should I do a couple super chats? I'll do a couple. Ladies love cool. See, he says, "Why do single mothers shame their grown son husbands to not uh, not to move out? It is because he doesn't have enough money, or because she needs his security. That's what it is. Uh, uh, single mothers tend to be enablers and uh, codependent. Codependent. Codependency is a problem, and many mothers use that against their children, right? And so they, they're going to act like they're helping you. Oh." Just stay here and save money. No, she needs your money. Many times she can still extort child support from the government and the federal government and or the father if you stay there a little bit longer, specifically in the state of New York. She could get child support up until age 21, and you might not even know she's still collecting child support. Yes, she is. All right. Um, she can also get things like if you can claim you have a mental illness, a mental disability, which most of y'all ADHD as people have been claimed to have been uh, told to have. She can collect resources from that shit. All right. And she also needs your money. She also does need your security. These people don't allow men to grow. Guys, you need to spread your wings and fly away. Yes, you're going to bump your head along the way, but that's how you figure out life. Even when you have an advantage, you're still going to have to uh, figure out life. But what you're doing is dragging your rear rear end and not flapping your wings at all. And codependent mothers, codependent parents, this uh, enable, well, no, no, disable their kids. I believe that's the right word from growing and launching by telling them they can stay. And it's hard out there. Rent is expensive. You better find a damn way. Sleeping on your parents' couch. Still in your childhood bedroom. Enable. How you still in your childhood bedroom? Oh, hell no. I got the hell out of there at 18. I was like, I got out. I, I was like, I, hell no. 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 <laughs> I'm not going to still be in there with all my Transformers all over here on the wall. Now, I have Transformers on the wall now in my adult ass house. But I ain't in there with my damn bedspread on my twin mattress and shit. <laughs> Still on my twin bed with the damn bookcase headboard in the back. With the damn shawl that my grand great grand nanny knitted right there. Still tucked there 50, 11 years. <laughs> All the posters of my wrestlers and, and, and Nicole Anderson. What's her name? Nicole. I can't even remember her name. Pamela Anderson. We're Pamela Anderson. Posters and shit. All my damn Ebony and Essence magazines, Jet Beauties, all spread across there. I could go in my damn tub, go in there, go, go in there. I come out in my drawers, scratching my balls. My mama, oh, hi, good morning, mama. Share brushing my teeth while she taking the shit on the toilet. Mm. <laughs> no, 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 no. She coming out with no bra on, titty. She's scratching under her titty all up under here. Mm. Mama, mama, mama. 26 years old watching your mama scratch under her saggy titty. Man, y'all need to grow up real fast, brothers. Grow the hell up. Learn, go let life kick your ass. Go let life kick your ass. Life has kicked my ass, and that's how you learn. Let me get back to the show. Let me get back to the show. <laughs> Come on, man. Yes, it's hard out there for a PM. All right, whoa. I see something here. 
I forgot to do this link here. I got to copy paste something. Give me one second. Copy paste. <laughs> All right. Anyway, your mother folding your laundry up. Nah, man, that ain't the way to live. And then you living off women talking about she bought me a PS2. I'm out here pimping. I'm out here a player, coach. Still living at your mama's house. Nope. You cannot be a player living at your mama's house. No. Okay, here we go right here. We got a couple of stories here. Even the kid knows that their parents and their single moms ain't ish. This goes to the idea that I talked about yesterday. I know most people won't see that stream. Surprise, it's not shadow banned yet. But um, probably is. It's, I'm technically am shadow banned. But here's a single mother. I want you to listen to what this kid says. Guys, you're hiding nothing from children. Ladies and gentlemen, you parents, you're hiding nothing from children. They know when you ain't shit. They just don't tell you all the time. And when they tell you, it hurts your heart. Now, you trying to parent them when in, your, in their face, they know you ain't shit. Watch this. Let me play this clip. Uh, let, me, let me know if you can't hear this. Wait. I don't like that you talk too much. I don't like that you gave me two dads. It's confusing. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, come on down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, first things first, first things first, first things first, these women are addicted to social media, but will call you names for playing Madden, COD, COD, if they call it, playing Fortnite, but they cannot take that damn phone off their hand. They cannot not be scrolling social media. They will scroll social media, put the phone down 45 seconds later, picking that phone back up. They'll spend minutes and seconds trying to get the best post, manipulating the hell out of you. So here she is. She's going to tune in, and she's going to play a silly game of, I hate when you do this, or this is her way of parenting by being passive-aggressive. Instead of her telling her kid what to do, she's also trying to be a friend to her kid instead of parenting her. Sit your punk ass down. But she had to record it for some reason. They're recording themselves nonstop. They're recording themselves nonstop waiting for the next viral moment. Well, you got it. And I'm going to show you that this is the classic case of these damn parents ain't doing sh with their kids. Here it is right here. This woman told her, oh, I hate when you talk so much. She said, I got something for you. I don't like that you talk too much. I don't like that you gave me two dads. It's confusing. It's confusing. You gave me two dads. Now, what could this mean? People are like, what does that mean? I don't know. A before daddy and after daddy. Okay, she married her husband, divorced him, married the other one. I don't know. We can't tell. We cannot tell what the two daddies is. Maybe she's um, maybe she's seeing two men at the same time, and they both think they're in an exclusive relationship. We can't tell. But this kid is confused. Kids naturally know the proper order in our world, and the proper order is polygyny. <laughs> It's not polyamory. It's not the proper order. But let's just be serious. The proper order is traditionalism. The kid needs a stable man in her life, and the kid doesn't have it. She doesn't even know who to run to, who to turn to. Who's my daddy? Who should I consider my daddy? What, what, what am I doing here? 
and look at her ass. Got her ass. She said, she, Mommy, when you out here tricking and in these streets, it's confusing. I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. I don't know what I'm supposed to tell my friends at the playground. My mama's a skeezer. All right. I don't know what we're doing. And here he is. See, we think we're confusing children, but what we're doing is we're actually ruining them. The kids know it, and we're trying to play like it's normal. Oh, it's okay. Co-parenting, fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Kids live in a suitcase for 15 years. No big deal. Uh, we're fighting in family court, but we're going to hide it and act like everything's fine. Yeah, there's no, I mean, I'm suing the pants off your daddy for child support, but we're, we're still parents. Kind of listen to him, but if he doesn't do what he wants you to do, you, you don't want to do it. Just run back to mom. Or vice versa. Dad does the same thing to mom. And you're doing this thinking the kids are dumb. They can see you. <laughs> they can see you. They can see you halfway talking decent about your daddy. Well, your daddy didn't leave, but he ran away. <laughs> your daddy, a good man. He works hard, but, you know, he just is a narcissist and selfish. They see you. They see you. They see you fornicating. Oh, this is just my work friend, and this is just this. Go to bed. Go tuck in. Here's some milk and cookies. You putting the kid to bed. The kid is up till 1130 every night, but at 930 tonight, y'all ass got to go to bed, and you tucking your kid in. Stay in your room. Here's a here's an iPad. Here's something to placate you. Here's something to make your ass more stupid. Here's some cookies. Here's some Oreos. Stay in your room. Don't come out. Meanwhile, she's slobbing knob, all greasy, Right there on her damn bumpy ass, spring infested ass, renaissance her ass couch. And the daughter, the daughter gonna peek out there when her head is bobbing. Yes, the daughter's gonna catch your ass. The daughter listening. All right, come on, man. The son is listening. We know what the hell going on. We not stupid. We know you out there on seeking arrangements, tricking. <laughs> okay. Kids aren't dumb. And I think what people are doing is. You think kids are stupid. Kids can see. And not only can they see, they're confused. They're confused as to what kind of order is this? Why aren't you married? Why you got two kids by two baby daddies? What the hell going on, mammy? And then when they call your ass out, you and your feelings. I don't like that you talk too much. I don't like that you gave me two dads. It's confusing. That's a common L right there. So please understand this. Please understand this. Let's let's stop the bullshit in the games. And not only that, you guys are doing this to um to your kids. And then you come on my show and then try to act like you're not degenerates and try to act like not me, coach. When we don't care if it's not you, but you know somebody like this. Matter of fact, you know somebody like this and this is you. And that's you. Oh, yes, it is. Because it's me, too. <laughs> you can't tell me nothing. I'm on the dark side. I see where y'all at. And not only am I on the dark side, I can't creep my ass back here on the side of light and I see you. Listen, if you've seen the movie The Devil's Advocate, I'm the guy that can see y'all satanic spirit. That's me. All right. Y'all can't hide nothing from me. By the way, if you're looking like anything that a prostitute or a stripper will look like, you're on the dark side because you've accepted the spirit of the Jezebel and the Lilith. So you can't fool me. Well, I dress up and look like a hooker or a prostitute. So you're a pro. No, I'm not really like that. I'm wearing a uniform like it, but no, 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 no. You got too much makeup on your face, your hair done, hair weave, extensions, all that shit pumped up, titties, titty implant. Oh, I have titty implants to make me feel better when I wear bikinis. No, no, 
<laughs> no, 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 no. We ain't going for that shit. I ain't going for it. Okay, come on, man. You doing that because you a skeezer, period. And you dudes out here, I, 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 I believe in 50% relationships. I believe in equality. I want to come home and I want to cook Monday, Wednesday, Friday with my Mormon. And Tuesday and Thursday and Saturday, she cook. And then we go out. We're going to do that every week for the rest of our lives. Okay. You think I'm stupid, huh? <laughs> every week for the rest of your life, 52 weeks on end, yearly, yearly, yearly. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, here you come. Thursday, and you think she going to stick to that routine? She going to be slobbing somebody else's knob in no time flat. With your dumb ass coming home every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, made Hot Pockets for you. And we're going to sit back and simp wine. That's some fantasy shit. You're going to sit back. <laughs> Let me stop. Oh, I'm we're going to cook together every night. I'm going to make pasta, and then she's going to make the linguine, and then we're going to make the, the, the broccoli, and then she's going to make the, and then afterwards, we're going to sit by our fireplace in our two-bedroom apartment, drinking wine and laid up cuddle with each other. You in la-la land. If you think you're going to do that shit every week for 52 weeks, plus every year, Multiply that by however many years you think you're going to do that shit. <laughs> what? You, you Tell me you've never been in a relationship without telling me you've never been in a relationship. <laughs> that got to be the most anti-relationship shit I've ever heard in my life. You think that's going to fly? Please, her feet. She's going to be so bored. She's going to be bored with your ass. She's going to say she's definitely going to cheat on you. She definitely go cheat on you. Next one right here. That woman. Go, and listen, ladies, gentlemen, if that woman cheats on you, you deserve it. Because you a goofball. <laughs> you a goofball. She deserve. You deserve to get cheated on on every aspect of your damn life. Because women are going to like that up until they don't like it no more. OK, and then she's going to cheat on you and you deserve it for be believing that shit. All right. Next one. I want to warn you. Whether this is the blue chip mindset still. Okay, what did I tell you guys? Proximity, likeness. Oh, I don't know if I can see this. I'm going to have to pull this down and share it. Okay, what did I tell you about family? People stabbing you in the back. It is not the beast or the barbarian that stabs you in the back. Most times, the people that stab you in the back are the people that are close to you, who look like you, who have access to you, or are, have a relationship with you. Those are the most dangerous people in your life. If you don't believe me, look at the statistics on black on black crime, white on white crime, and so forth and so on. Look at the statistics statistics on divorce. And most of the dirtiest stuff has been done to you by the people who live near you, you have a relationship with, or are related to. There's no questions about it. Your friends are the ones that stab you in the back, not strangers. Every now and then you might get Hit, with, hit upside the head, oops, upside the head with a tire iron just out of the blue. Every now and then that happens. Most of the time, not. The people who do the dirtiest stuff to you sometimes are people who you committed into in relationships. With that being said, you got to watch these people like a hawk. Keep your friends close and your enemies even closer. No, keep your damn family close or far, okay? Let's share this story here. This is a story about a woman uh, auntie, let's go ahead and blow that up. This is an aunt who takes her nephew to court after having to split 
$1.2 million lottery ticket. Of course, if we got reparations, if we got our money together, we'll pair it up and we'll invest and we'll build up. That's fantasy. Because y'all going to fight over the money. Deion Sanders, when we get to the Deion Sanders stories, they fighting over the fact that he got a bigger bag and they now calling him the Judas. So it doesn't matter about keeping money together and all in the family and all in the hood because, yeah, like Walmart, they'll just start robbing you and they will say, and we don't care. Keep going. Like I shared earlier, keep robbing them. They're the bad guy. They got the money. Let's play this clip just so you can see what's up. It was all smiles after Barb Reddick and her nephew Tyrone McGinnis picked up their big win, $1.2 million chase the ace jackpot. But it didn't take long for things to turn sour when both were handed separate checks for $600,000. JCA Sweeters is going to court. I'm taking them to court. It was my ticket. Why's that? Because I bought, I bought the ticket. And now he's trying to lie and say, we, I said split. I said split with the 50-50, not with no JCA's. I'm taking them to court. I'm getting my lawyer tomorrow. Both names were on the winning ticket. I put his name on the thing I told him for good luck. Now he's lying. <laughs> is that a, what accent is that? That sounds familiar. Is that New Jersey? This lady needs some chapstick. Hold on for a second. This show brought to you by chapstick. You need some chapstick on them lips. Um, <laughs> now, what it sounds like, that's a, un hey, ladies, that's going to be y'all if y'all talk that strong and independent shit. That right there is going to be y'all letting y'all nephew live in the house. Ladies, this is your future. All right. This is your future. Yeah, that's now like New Jersey. Somebody said that's not Jersey. Where that at? <laughs> that ain't Jersey. That that sounds familiar. Where we at? All right, look, look, what it sounds like, <laughs> what it sounds like that happened was she got a lottery ticket. She didn't think she was going to win, but for some reason she put his name on the ticket for good luck. And they probably did this multiple times, right? Oh, I, you know, your birthday. I'm going to put this on you for good luck. You're my favorite nephew. But she won. <laughs> she won the she won the lottery. And now I don't know if he even put in any money. He probably didn't put in any money. They probably started initially saying I'll put in some money together. And he probably didn't this time. And um, now that she hit, she don't want to share the ticket. She hit <laughs> Rhode Island. Kind of. Now she don't want to share. And she says, well, I did put his name on the ticket, but I only did it for good luck. All right, so I'm going to sue everybody. And she figured this out once they start distributing the check. You get a check and I get a check. But now they're family members. And now she don't have any loyalty to him. And her dumbass don't realize that your $600,000 check after tax is going to be something like $380,000. Then you're going to spend lawyer fees. The lawyers are going to tax that ass 50% Okay, of that because they're going to say work on. They're not going to work on contingency. They know you got money. They're going to keep now you got one hundred and sixty thousand dollars and your nephew got the six hundred thousand dollars minus taxes. OK, he keeping that money. He keeping that money, but relatives and people in relationships love to waste money suing you. People that live in proximity to you, they love suing you. Neighbors in white suburbs, they be suing their neighbors left and right. You guys think that white folks all get together in these suburban neighborhoods and they're all homies and comrades. They hate each other. They hate each other and do not live next door to these people. 
It's better to have a neighbor friend that doesn't live next door and or across the street from you. You want to be down the street and around the corner from them. If you are next door or across the street, they're going to sue your ass. You're going to keep your patio light on all night, one night. And that patio light is going to be shining in their daughter's door, uh, daughter's window. And they're going to hate you for it. They're going to be talking shit, dragging your name. And they're going to come over nicely. Uh, can you turn your patio light off at night? You're going to forget. It's going to be on. They're going to be suing your ass. They're going to say the light got in your daughter's eye, called her mental stability, and gave her cataracts. Yep, don't have a dog. You move next door. Hi, neighbor. How's your pup? They let the pup out 1130 at night. They don't give a damn. Dog just a roo, 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 roo. <laughs> the whole night. The whole night keeping you up. You like, Lord, you got a tree that somehow the limbs are on this side of the fence in your neighbor's yard. They're tired of the sap and the apples and the damn, the bugs and the bee, the bee hornet nest that is in that tree, but it's on, it's on your side of the property. Now, you're going to want to cut that tree down. You're going to want to do something with that tree. It's leaking all over your Porsche or it's all leaking all over your BMW. You're going to cut the tree down or the limbs down, or you're going to ask them, please get rid of that damn tree. They're going to say, nope. Now you're in court. <laughs> now you're in court. So people underestimate these things. And I want to remind you, this is a blue chip mindset. The worst things people will do to you, despite the fact that they give you this pipe dream that your people are the ones that are going to help you out. This is not always true. It is the people, the dirtiest things that will be done to you. Location, meaning proximity, how close they are to you, not how far away. Their relationship with you, their access to you, Sometimes their blood lineage to you. Those are the people who you need to watch out for at all times. There's no pipe dreams out here. So shout out to that lady mad as hell that her little ass nephew got his money. Why, what, look, if we about communita, why isn't she happy that he got some money? He can move out of her house. You know, he you know, he lives in the house. Smiles after Barb Reddick and her nephew Tyrone McGinnis picked up their big win. $1.2 million chase the ace. She already leaning away. She already mad as hell. Look at this goofball. <laughs> he already got it. Now he don't have to jerk off the prawn. He going to spend all his money at the junior college. He going to be clapping all kind of cheeks. Any cheeks he wants, by the way. He going to be at the strip club. He going to be, he going to run out of all that money. He going to spend all that money. Hold up. On women. He going to be broke in two years. Tops. Maybe 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 six months he going to be broke. Jackpot. But it didn't take long for things to turn sour when both were handed separate checks for $600,000. JCA Sweeters is going to court. I'm taking him to court. It was my ticket. Why's that? Why? Because I bought, I bought the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, this hey, this right here, this a hey, gentleman. This is why. <laughs> this is why never say hoes are winning. Never say hoes are winning. Okay, <laughs> because this is what hoes are winning turns into. <laughs> Time is not on their side. I know y'all be like these hoes is winning. They getting it from the welfare. They getting it from the tricks. They getting it from the sugar daddies. They getting it from the work. They getting it from the corporate. No, they ain't. They'll never. This is how they turn out, bro. This is how the strong and independent woman turns out. I ain't never getting married. I ain't never having children. I'm going to be out here in these streets.
in these streets. This is how they turn out. Nasty, mad, bitter, hurt, angry, needing chapstick all in the corner. She got spit and spittlings all in the corner of her mouth. Mm. <laughs> Titty sagging. I like women. I like them thick, coach. This is what thick women. I keep warning you guys. This is what thick women turn into. You want to marry these thick women. This is what she turned into, especially when she ain't got her bonnet or her wig or her weave in it. Bro, this man. And now he's trying to lie and say, we. I said split. I said split with the 50-50. Not with no Chase Chase. I'm taking him to court. I'm getting my lawyer tomorrow. I'm getting my lawyer. Granny, auntie, you ain't got no lawyer. You got no lawyer. And what you're going to do is you're going to look into the yellow pages and you're going to see your lawyer. And his last name is going to be Rubenstein. He going to clean your clock. He going to clean you out. Oh, okay. Yeah, baby. You won the lottery. Sit down right on here. You're going to sit there with your legs swinging. Mr. Rubenstein's going to rob you blind. You think Tyrone robbed you. You think JCH robbed you. Mr. Rubenstein's about to get your ass. Or he going to rob you blind. All right, let's continue. Both names are on the winning ticket. I put his name on the thing I told him for good luck. Now he's lying. Now he's lying. Oh, man. Hey, look, I'm going to tell y'all guys about litigation. About litigation. And shout out to my lawyer group in here. And we got our, our, our we call them the Crimson Capsule Lawyers, which is the lead attorney and Mr. Jonathan C. Noble. Those are our, those are our guys that we lean on that are lawyer professionals that are out in this community helping guide men. So shout out to them. When I speak about lawyers, I don't mean these two. Kind of. All right. But um, with that being said, one thing about litigation that people don't understand is that lawyers take steep fees for services. Now, if you're just petty and bitter and you just want to get somebody back and you're vindictive, go ahead and sue. OK, that's what you want to do. Go ahead and sue. And uh, you're going to get your win or you're going to think you're going to get a win or most of the time you're just going to get disappointed. When you sue someone, it takes very much. Um, it's basically like you just invite cancer into your life. So. You think you're getting something out of it and this litigation drags on and you stress yourself out, you age. You don't really get what you want. There's really no true justice, but you end up sending a lawyer's grandkid to college. That's all you do. That's all you do. And the bottom line, if you ever think about suing someone, this is what you're going to do. You're going to send your lawyer's grandkid to college. That's all you're going to do. That's all that's going to result from that shit. <laughs> okay, there ain't going to be no justice. There ain't going to be no peace. There is no going to be really no resolution. All the re resolution is going to be is that um, basically you're going to get a form, which they already have somewhat printed out. The paralegal is handling the entire case. The lawyer shows up because they're supposed to show up. And what they're going to do is they're going to have you fight tooth and nail. They're going to create the fire conflict. And then they're going to go into the judge's chamber and they're going to print out a form letter with a resolution, which is 90% printed out. It's going to be a basic form. You're going to think, oh, well, here's what the form said. We need to do this and X, Y, and Z. They already got that shit printed out. They just go copy, paste, black, black, black. They take a previous case, copy that shit over there, blue, and then they print that shit out, and you think you came to some sort of resolution of the conflict, and you came to nothing. Then you're going to sign it, and then the lawyer's going to take their fee, and then... And then leave y'all ass fighting over this document. <laughs> okay, there's this legal document. You're supposed to do this. Stay 600 feet away. You're supposed to do this. in all your life, while the lawyer's grandkid is going to college, y'all 
fighting over this document. <laughs> I think you guys are morons, but shout out to the lawyers for just robbing you guys blind. And thinking you're solving something, all you're doing is making more rules for yourself to live by, you morons. But anyway, mm. <laughs> all right. So anyway, oh, my God. Anyway, let's see here. Do I got another one on this one? Oh, I got son husbands coming up. All right. So let's go up to. <laughs> let's go up and thank God for lawyers. Killers, thieves, and lawyers. Shout out to them. God's away on business, so we have lawyers. Okay, this is going to be uh, Metro Boomin. I think he's a producer. Shout out to Metro Boomin. <laughs> Metro Boomin right here. I'm dirty macking on lawyers. Sorry. Uh, Metro Boomin right here. Check this out. Uh, he's a producer. Oh, wait. What was the, what was the title? I got to go back. Oh, wait a minute. Did it say it says something about some single mammies? Oh, there it is. Metro Boomin launched a foundation for single mammies who keep choosing to be single mammies and gave them field access at the Falcons game with their kids. And so let's go ahead and see this parade of single mammies and son husbands. Look at this shit. You got the lawyers, <laughs> the lawyers walk by. Lawyers always look like this. You ever see a lawyer? They always dress like this. They took. They look like lawyers. They look like the 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 new junior lawyers of the firm right there. Always got backpacks with a damn cheap ass suit on. All right, let's continue. Yeah, that's a lot. They go son husband number two. Oh, there's Don Travius right here coming down the hall. Let me turn the volume down. It's unnecessary. Um, Don Travius coming down. You know, look. You know they struggling. You know they struggling. Um, and sorry for the people who struggle. Oh, there's a little, there's a little brother right there. Little, little peanut, little peanut. You ain't got no chance, brother. She already look at her. She already, she got her head hat over her head. Yeah, man. You little peanut. You ain't got no chance. Uh, who we got right here? Look at this. Look at this young brother right here. No daddy. He ain't got no chance. Oh, this dick. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Go back. Look at this big ass dude. He already 10 times bigger than his mammy. And she's a big woman. Look, you know, little Zion Williamson already running roughshod over his mammy. You already know she ain't doing nothing. He comes to extra parade right here. Here's more of them. There's more. Where did he come in from? All right, here we go. Oh, no, he's a son. Oh, my goodness. Here's a, oh, he probably a stepdaddy. Look at this parade. Oh, now we got a little one. Little, little, uh, little Nikita. This is this is the community they want you to say people choosing to wreck people's lives. I know this is a hard conversation to have, but let's give them field access. Look at this. Look at how long this damn procession is. <laughs> look at this procession. My goodness. Man, this is a sad commentary. Oh, my goodness. But don't but don't but don't but don't wait a minute. <laughs> Oh, the humanity. She big in the house. Look at that. Oh, where we got to follow that? <laughs> Ain't a daddy in sight. Ain't another ninja in sight. Started off with too much cargo. Got but I'm making all the dough. White man just ruling. Brothers with attitudes. Who you fooling? Y'all people just phony. I put that on my mama and my dead homie. All right. 
single mom on your team, so you're losing. Hey, yo, Dre, stick to producing. This is sad. It's sad. Now, there's going to be the victimhood Olympics all around. He didn't have no chance. He didn't have no daddy in his life. Daddy was an abuser. He left. He ran it out there. Uh, the, the white man. That's why he robbing the liquor store. He got shot by the police. Sad, sad commentary that we accept this. And y'all y'all think you're fooling me. You're not fooling me with this bullshit. And not only that, you get mad when I call it out. Look at this. You get mad. The people get angry with me as if I impregnated all these women. And ran off. <laughs> I didn't run off. All of my kids was made into in the in the context of what people called a marriage. I don't have no outside kids. I don't have no baby mamas. All right. But look, all of this right here. And then you want to solve the problem from here. Guys, this is backwards thinking. And I don't have any hate for these women at all. But I'm saying y'all want to fix the problem and y'all going to blame Deion Sanders. Y'all going to go in on Deion Sanders, huh? Okay. All right. Super chat. Shout out to Big Doe Butter Coach. Drop that fire and brimstone last night. Keep it going. Hashtag protect the coach. And it's barbecue in there. Thank you it's for that. Barbecue earlier. In there. Thank you for that earlier. A man supporting men is in here. MPI says, I'm doing the coach prime. I'm leaving JB Hunt for Papa John's in two weeks. They offer me a $20,000 sign on bonus. Making $2,000 a week, and I'm out of there. Shout out to you. He's hashtag truck driver. He going to get his money. Reese Johnson, you've been on fire this week, coach, and it's going to be a little bit painful for a lot of people. I'm turning people off on my show, but again, I'm here to protect a few. Oh, somebody said there's copyright. YouTube said there's copyright material. There's, I'm playing copyright material, so I'm going to have to – this going to be blocked. The stream's going to be blocked, so – just so you know, the stream's going to be blocked until that copyrighted material is taken out. I don't know what the copyrighted material is, but I'm assuming it was that Atlanta Falcons information. Of course, they copyrighted, copywrotten it. Shout out to Reese Johnson. You've been on fire this week, coach. Just starting my business and building my brand now. I'm trying to retire in Thailand. Shout out to you, man. ASAP. JJ Frost last night. Last night's live stream was one for the books. Primetime CGA is my new favorite. These institutions don't want the real. Keep killing it, coach. No, they don't want the real. They just want me to keep placating, patting people on the back, accepting mediocrity. I'm not a person that accepts mediocrity. All right, I push and push and push. The young girl I was with last night, she was like, you're just too serious. And proceeded to let me clap them cheeks, though. She was like, you're... And I'm like, I can't turn it off. I'm sorry. I can't just be a, a monkey or a clown. You know what I mean? Like, I'm always, I'm always, it's in me. It's not going to change. I'm not changing in it for anybody because when I do this, I'm in my zone. Shout out to Incognito Thought Leader says the Broncos want Russell to give back his money. Mm. Nope. No, nah, they messed up on that. They, me they messed up on that. Des uh, Desert Brew Crew is in the building. Desert Brew Crew. All right, shout out to you, Ninja Snuggle. I had my ham and eggs this morning. Ham and eggs. Shout out to the ham and eggers, too. Uh, shout out to ACDC. He says, Coach, say what you want. Wait. He says, Coach, say what you will about the economy, but it's clearly, it's clearing all the riffraff from my neighborhood. Straggles can no longer afford to live here, and I love it. <laughs> mm. 
hey, that's what the thing is supposed to be about. But, you know, they can build a better community elsewhere. Henry Resilient, I have already paid my lawyer's kids full law school tuition. Lawyer fees over $20,000, and I'm still not divorced. I have another hearing on the 15th of December. Yeah, they playing games with you, but it is what it is. It's part of the game. It's part of the game. You guys ran to uh, watch the movie The Devil's Advocate. Y'all watch the movie The Devil's Advocate. When the point when that lawyer went down to Memphis, I think it was Keanu Reeves. He went down there and he was a part of the law firm. He chased the bag and then he realized who he was dealing with. And he was able to see because he walked in the spirit of Elijah. And he was able to see the spirit of Lilith, the spirit of Satan and the spirit of Jezebel presiding over these people. Okay, you got to walk in your own spirit and in your own light in order for you to see the truth. And I can see the truth in the people. Most of you people are morally and spiritually corrupt, acting like you guys are saints. But you're not. And neither do I claim to be a saint. Shout out to True Black says, low key, could this qualify as a SLUT walk? LOL. He says, this isn't SLUT shaming. Shout out to you. I have to spell it out. Somebody said New York. Yeah, he was from New York, but he went to, wait, did he go to Memphis? He went to a Southern law firm. Maybe I'm confusing the movie also, the movie with Tom Cruise as well. So I might be confusing the two movies. But anyway, yeah, morally bankrupt society and the world keeps showing you that we're morally corrupt, spiritually bankrupt, and so forth and so on. And you're trying to push it off as some sort of accomplishment, accomplishing mediocre things, okay, you're accomplishing mediocre things, waiving your rights. <laughs> also, you can keep a smartphone in your hand. I tell you. <laughs> I, mean, I tell you, boy. You know what I mean? And then not only that, then you complain and talk about somebody had some sort of privilege over you, whether it's male privilege or some shit. I mean, it's comical. Shit's comical to me. I look back and I'll be like, y'all, and y'all, y'all want me to come here. You want me to come on here and then preach to you victim shit. No, hell no. I can't do it. That because that would be against that would be against my spirit. But you let other people do it. You let these prosperity preachers do it. And in essence, you let Deion Sanders do it. That was my only critical thing about Deion. I love Deion as an athlete in a persona. I think he's a prosperity preacher. And I'm vehemently against that when he leans on that. And he's only doing that in the spirit of gathering around the lemmings. Okay, and then he proved himself. He proved himself a a um. He proved himself a hypocrite, if you will, by leaving you guys hanging at Jackson State. But he did it for his own personal reasons, which then goes to the fact that these prosperity preachers are about their own pockets. But I still support Brother Deion Sanders, and I'm against prosperity community preachers because they're hypocrites. But they they make you feel good, and they want to play that little church organ, and they make you feel good, and they talk about power to the people. And there's no power to the people. There's power to my pockets. That's what it is. All right. We sell out and get the hell out. And that's what everybody's going to do at the end of the day. Whether you like it or not, everybody's going to sell out and get the hell out at the end of the day. If the opportunity presents itself. And so that's why I support brother Dion. He sold out and go got the hold out. <laughs> All right. Cash in where the bell at where the hey, ring the bell. As they say, sock it to a pimp's pocket. <laughs> you got to sock it to a pimp's pocket at some particular point. Where are we at? Kaylin says, what's up, coach? I know that tomorrow my Rams have to play your Raiders. 
as much as this sad as me, I have conceded a loss to you. We are done and preparing for the next season. Yep. I mean, if y'all throw Baker Mayfield out there, it's a wrap. All right. I don't know what y'all gonna do. That's a concede. Uh, let's see here. Let me do two more and we're gonna get back. Two more, we're gonna get back. Uh, my man Cesar Ramirez, he says, just drop in this 20 for that beautiful speech at the end of yesterday's show. And remember, man, it's not women nor men's fault. It is the system. And the best part of a system is to make sure make believe that both of us, one of us is the problem. All right. That's the best part. If we can somehow convince that somebody else is the problem, then we fight each other. Now, the system doesn't want to hear that. Shout out to uh, we're going to call you T-Bay. We're going to call you T-Bay. And I believe it's a woman. And she says, love CGA. Love me. All right. I don't know if that's a woman, but shout out to you. I hope it's a woman. I hope it ain't no dude. Pause. Getting back to the show. Getting back to the show. Who are we talking about? Uh, this would be a quick one. Um, night Nightclubs and bars are the worst place to meet a mate. I don't care if it's a sexual mate or what have you. And I've been preaching this for a long time. Some people think you should spend time at nightclubs and bars, even pumping and dumping. I think it's a considerable waste of time. And this chart right here is going to show that. Let me go ahead and put this up. If you're using nightclubs and bars to peruse the dating scene, restaurants, dating and restaurants, which are AKA prostitution and all that, they're the middleman, they're the pimp. Here's a statistic. I don't know. I don't have a source. Only 9% of women and 2% of men have found a relationship at a bar or a club. But I see people, I mean, where do I meet people? And you normies will go out to bars and clubs as your first source. It's a considerable waste of time, but I don't want to throw the industry under the table. There's good to be had there. If I want a skeezer there, I can go treat a woman like a skeezer. But uh, the, the thing I find interesting is that women go to these places and either say, I don't want to deal with men at all, which is dumb. You went to a meat market. You went to a place where you can garner attention and get free things. But yeah, I don't want to deal with men or. The other part of it is they want to say, I don't want to meet men from bars and clubs. All right. Or they want to meet a guy. And they start there. It's, it's actually goofiness. And you won't figure this out until you're somewhat in your 30s. You'll spend your whole 20s here making yourself frustrated. And then you'll complain about women here. When you did it yourself, you went to a place where you have the lowest success rate ever. And you don't have status or money or whatnot. And let me tell you something. People that say you don't need status, you don't need money, just have your talk game. You're going to frustrate yourself. Trust me. Listen, you could try that shit. And every now and then you'll get that hit of dopamine where you get a little bit of success. Oh, I finally got one coach and it finally worked. No, that was just a numbers game. It, it, it finally worked. You finally was in the right place at the right time. And then you'll try to go 50 more times and you'll keep striking the hell out, wasting time. But your cheap ass cologne. Women will keep going out there and they'll end up uh, getting the guy who has the status and the money and the looks, they select him from this environment, and then he proceeds to cheat on her, pump and dump her, and all of this shit, and she gets to, she proceeds to get frustrated at men. But this is what you're picking from. These aren't the best places to do it. Now, you're probably going to say, well, coach, what's the best places to do it? First of all, I'm a big believer that if you wanted a real relationship, your social circle is the only way to produce that real relationship. A real relationship. Not no shit where you're going to exercise options, dude. Not no shit where you can continue to be a whore in the streets and a wife in the sheets. No, 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 none of that bullshit that you guys really want. If you really wanted to hold yourself accountable, social circle is it. Meaning 
that social circle is going to hold you accountable. You ain't going to be able to pull the bullshit and then and, and then act like you're somebody and then sell it to somebody else that don't know you and know your past. Get people that know who you are, you grew up around, that know your past. People that fly and move from Atlanta to Kansas City and Kansas City to L.A., hiding their entire 20-year adult history, and then they're trying to put that on somebody else. You guys are nothing but liars and frauds. And then you wonder why relationships don't work out. Why? Because you're not the real person. Your social circle is where your neighborhood, your community. Now, yeah, um, let's just say the argument is, well, the people in my community suck. The, there's no attractive men or women in my community. Well, guess what? That's you too, you goofball. And that's you. That's a reflection on you. So you ain't nothing either. You ain't shit either. And you ain't good looking either. If the people in your neighborhood, if the people in your school, if the people in your college ain't shit, then you ain't shit. Mm. <laughs> Come on. You with them. You ain't you ain't anti them. You are part of them. And then you want to act like you better than everybody there. And there ain't enough good looking men in your neighborhood. And there ain't a good looking hot chicks and all the move and move expeditiously don't wait until you're 30 and 40 move when you're in your late teens and your 20s if you think you could do better and what you're going to find out is you're going to be you're going to go from big fish in a little pond to a little fish in a big pond and you're going to get a reality check you're going to get a reality check so let's just put this in perspective and i educate men as early as possible get out of these environments bars and nightclubs are, are places where she's going to just frustrate you. The women's behavior is going to highly frustrate you. They're going to come out glammed up and they want to say they're going to dance on each other and grind and do all kinds of shit to get your attention, kiss on each other's neck, slob on each other, twerk on each other, and you're going to want to get in there and be a part of it. And they're going to act like, oh, what are you doing here? Oh, these guys are perverts. Oh, these guys, can a girl just go out and just let her? No. It's goofy, but if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But why select a woman who's like that? Guys, it's just cheaper to go rent one online. If you want a girl like that, you can get her to come over with a bag and twerk on you all day long for as much as you pay for your damn Stacey Adams, your silk shirt, your cheap-ass cologne, your cheap-ass Airman's belt, all right, and your cheap-ass fake-ass Rolex with the diamonds encrusted in it. Yeah, you could go out there and you can rent one for cheaper than all that. Yeah, and you could have all the fun you want. Mr. I got to get my damn women out in the wild to prove I'm a real man. Mr. Liver King himself. You nothing but a fake and a phony. You're not going to have success out there. You're just going to frustrate yourself. Now, with that being said, <laughs> let's get to this part of the story. And uh, we're almost to Deion Sanders, y'all. We almost to Deion Sanders. Hit the like button. Okay. Now, here's the situation. They're trying to tear down poor Nelly. So what they've done, and this is cancel culture, guys. Everybody going to get canceled. Everybody going to get canceled, man. Now, look at what they're doing to Nelly. So what they did was they said a clip resurfaced, a, a video resurfaced of him singing to young girls. They're trying to turn them into our Nelly. I tell you, man, you want a legacy in America? You are out of your mind because the community mindset is to tear down the biggest and the brightest. I've never seen anything like this. Many of the biggest and brightest in many other communities, with the exception of Epstein, and look at how long he got away with shit, and that damn other Weinstein, they let them dudes get away with murder for a long time. But when you get to a certain point, they're going to dig up some shit to tear you down. Now, why stay in places to help people like this? 
Of course, I don't endorse what this clip represents because the clip is a clip. And the clip is somewhat uncomfortable to watch in this context. But it's completely out of context. And now they're trying to cancel Nelly. What did he do? What did he do? Let's go ahead and look at the video. And yes, it is cringy out of this context right here. I mean, uh, it's cringy in this context. What they're saying is uh, Nelly faces backlash after video resurfaces of him singing the young girls. Now, what he what he did, what I'm assuming he did was he brought some younger girls on stage and to, you know, I mean, he helping them out. The, 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 the parents brought them there. I mean, the parents brought these kids there. I'm not giving Nelly an excuse because the, the clips don't look good for him. But now they're trying to tear him down. And normally what this is, is a generational thing, right? It's a generational thing. This is like the, uh, the generation of people will tear down Eminem. The ge generation of people will think what Jay-Z did in the big pimping video was just crazy. The generation of people today will tear down Snoop Dogg because everything's out of context. Let's play the video. Um, can I turn the volume down? Hold on for a second. Oh, shit. Damn. I need to turn this volume down. I need to turn this volume down. Hold up. Let me let me let me find it over here. Let me find it. Where, where the clip at? Where the clip at? Where it at? Oh, I can't find it this fast. I'm on live TV. I can't find it that fast. All right, I'm gonna find out how to mute this damn clip. <laughs> where 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 we at? Oh, I can do it right here. I think this is okay. View on Instagram. All right, come on, come on, pop it. Oh, what the hell? They got me. All right, I can't find the clip. All right, let's go ahead and I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it down over here. Oh, I done done it again. Oh, there it is. Okay, it's muted. Okay, um, here it is right here. So he's singing to this white girl right here, and um, this is something that he does at every show because you'll see him do this to the other girl, and she's nervous as hell. She's definitely uncomfortable. I don't know if she wants to be there. Um, her body language tells me she wants to run. But here he is. He's serenading her, according to this. And I think she's saying, I don't want to be up here. I'm not ready for this shit. All right. Being up in front of a stage full of people. And right now they're so just so you get the context. He's singing some lyrics to some song and the crowd is responding. The crowd are responding. Nobody's saying, get that damn little girl off there. I don't know when this clip was. I don't know if this was 10, 15 years ago or today. I don't know. He still performs. I saw him performing at the Raiders game and he was performing at the M resort this year. So I don't know when it was, but um, this appear here's another clip and I might have to zoom in just so you can see it. He's now serenading a black girl. All right. Um, here it is right here. A young black woman. And now this one gets a little uncomfortable. He's, he's putting game in her ear. According to the dating coaches, he's singing to her and then he's going to, I see, He's saying he's nervous. She does looks like she wants to get out of there. She was like, I'm out. I'm skedaddling. And he pulls her back. I'm not defending his actions. But this is somewhat out of context. And now they're trying to cancel him. Um, He asked to hold her glasses, which he did to the previous girl. Now this right here. Yeah. And I think the crowd's reacting positively at the moment. He's twirling her hair. Brother, I don't know. That's an L. That's two L's. Hold up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We definitely need to look out for our young ladies out here. Doesn't look good. But that being said, this is what's going to happen to him. All right. So you aspire to have a legacy. You aspire to do good things. 
And many times the things you're going to leave behind is the legacy of what you did in the past. If you are in the public eye, if you're in the public eye, they're going to find some way to tear you down. And whether you believe he should be torn down or not, it's going to be up to you. This clip, I mean, if there's 50 clips of this, yeah, we got a problem. There's two clips out of context. We don't know what it is. We really can't tell. But if he has a history or a pattern of this, or if he had people filing complaints against this, or people warned people about this, then there's a situation that people need to take care of. So interesting, interesting thing developing for Nelly. Interesting thing about Let Nelly, and they're going to cancel his cat, uh, catalog. Now, what, what normally happens is many times, and this is just a, um, this is just a, a guess, educated guess, the industry people, his own people put this out about him. People that knew this about him, potentially that maybe want to make him look bad, potentially extort him because they are no longer being supported. His managers and so forth and so on, they may put these informations out about out him. Or if he doesn't want to check, he, he has his catalog and he owns his masters and he's independent and he still makes money from his catalog and the industry wants him to sell out. Because people do want these artists to sell their catalogs and they will drop a bag. They will drop a bag. And what that will do is these people don't realize that their songs are going to be featured in, in, in animated movies that are going to generate a lot more money. Okay, so that's where the bag goes. So over the lifetime of your music, you make 20 years worth of music, you sell the rights to that music. But later on, 10 years later, your song is a hit. Your song is a hit in a kid's movie. And then you're going to run back and say, damn, the little bag that I took ain't worth it. That song is, you know what the number one, you know what the number one song of all times is? Commercials too, commercials too. You know what the number one song, I just learned about this. I've never heard this song. Do you know what the number one stream song of all times is? I want you to name it. See if you can name it. See if you can name it. I was shocked. I was like, what? Never heard of this shit. Somebody said Baby Shark. It's not a Christmas song. It's not happy, but that would be a good guess. I would have said some shit like that. Happy. It's a song by. Let me see if somebody says it. I don't know the name of the song. Somebody might have to help me with that. I thought it would be Thriller. Somebody said Gang Gangnam Style. That's a good one, ABL. I don't know the name of the song. Maybe, maybe if you name the artist. The name of the... <laughs> reading Rainbow. The name of the song... Or sorry, the artist of the song is... Um, what's the dude with the tattoos on his face? What's the dude's name with the tattoos on his face? Um, 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 Malone. Post Malone. Post Malone has a song... With um the guy from No Flex Zone, No Flex Zone, they know better. What's his name? I'm bad with names. Look up the song with Post Malone and the guy from No Flex Zone. That right now is the number one, the Spider Man song. It was in the movie Spider Man. That's the number one song that has ever been put out. Mm. What is it? The Spider Man. What is it called? The Spider Man Sunflower. Sunflower song, number one. It's somewhat, let me see if I can back up my source with the source. I'm going to try to back it up. 
try to back up my source. Right now, it's one of the number one songs. I never heard that shit. I never heard of it. <laughs> but the problem is that you don't know is that song. Let me see here. Watch this. And this is three years ago. I'm going to put this up. This, this is a reference, and I'm doing this live. This is three years ago. Oh, I got to add here. Post Malone's Sunflower is now the second longest charting top 10 hit ever. So this was three years ago. It is now the longest charting top, tit, top 10 song hit ever. And why? Because that song was featured in the, one of the Spider-Man movies and not a popular uh, Spider-Man movie. And the kids that watched that movie kept watching that damn song and downloading it. Isn't that crazy? That's one of the craziest things I heard. And I was like, what? But we're talking about the longest chart seller. So I, I did sell it as the number one song in history, but the number one ch uh, chart seller of all time, longest. Somebody said it was popular again. It was the Spider-Man with the Mexican Spider-Man. It wasn't even the Spider-Man with the, the white boys. I'm bad with names. So that's why that song was that big. Now, if you think about it in that context, that's how y'all can pop off. I don't even know the song. I've never even heard the song. But when I saw that flash, I was like, what? Never even heard of it. And they was out there, number one chart seller of all time consecutively. So uh, the brother's name is Miles Morales. That's the Spider-Man. I want to say the Mexican Spider-Man. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. But that's because the kids are listening to it. So that's the power of having your music being featured in animation, where underneath it can make millions of dollars way after its usage or for the intentions of that. Anyway, I call them Mexican. Let's call them Latin. Let's call them Latinx. He's Latinx. All right. Getting back to the context. Getting back to the context. This show is a podcast, by the way. Do not tell me I'm not on the subject. I'm on the subject. This is a conversation. Okay, where are we at? Oh, boy. No excuse. Lifestyle Rocky Cage, what's up, coach? He says, Scrag Nisha and the Sun Husbands, you made, you made it entertaining. He says, living the no excuse lifestyle, still stacking money, and I'm deciding if I want to live in an RV or a small house, and you can do that. G. Willie says, white boy listening from Europe, coach. The coach is spitting the uncomfortable truth. We need the uncomfortable truth, all right? And I can't just read it from a teleprompter. Can Dake, says the movie War of Roses, Coach, LOL, the best movie to show the realities of marriage and divorce. Watch it. Michael Douglas and I believe Kathleen Turner, I believe. All right, I'm a big Michael Douglas fan, although he played the same character 50, 11 times. But um, uh, let me see here. Uh, the War of Roses. If you want to see what marriage and divorce is, this is a great one. So also is The Money Pit. Also is... Uh, 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 what is it called? Kramer versus Kramer. I'm an old school guy. War of the Roses. All right. JC says Traverius, Peanut, and Daquan sitting courtside. All right. Mikey Pressure in the building. Speaking my mind says, Coach, go ahead and really say what's on your mind. I know it's uncomfortable. All right. People don't like it. Han Solo says Lil Wayne has got it figured out. Hermit lifestyle. Stay low. Lay low. Lay low as a mouse. One time staked out all in front of my house. Let's get to Deion Sanders, and we're going to talk about this. I'm going to combine it. Um, main event, main event. I got the sniffles. 
Um, life as a kid in the suburb, as you guys know, I'm going to just give you a quick brief history of what I'm talking about here. I grew up in the Midwestern city. That's where I was born. I was slightly raised there. I had a mom and a dad. They were separated when I was very, very young. And with that being said, my mother was a working woman, strong and independent, never remarried. She had boyfriends and here and there all through my young, younger years under 10. And uh, she decided to do bigger and better things. But while I was in that Midwestern city, she bust me out due to the bus integration, bus integration programs in this Midwestern city. And these bus integration programs sent me out to the suburbs. OK, so I went and was educated in the suburbs, even as a young kid living in the inner city. Living on the bad sides of towns, seeing the crack era come in, but still was bust out to the suburbs. And my cousins all went to city schools. Not many of them fared well, unfortunately. One of my closest cousins is in prison for a long time. All right. So I grew up around him. His life went one way. My life went another way. Doesn't mean that we're bad people, but that's what happened. She saw an opportunity, moved out to California when I was in the fourth grade. And then I lived in Hawthorne, which was a very intermixed culture. Okay, we had whites, Hispanics, we had everybody there. And then later on, as I transitioned into high school, it was more predominantly, it was still a mixed culture, but it was a lower economic mixed culture. So everybody was struggling. We had a riot between the Samoans and the Mexicans and the blacks. That was very common in Southern California. The Mexicans and the blacks always at, always at each other's neck in these areas, South Bay and so forth. But then the Samoans are there too, and that creates a little bit of a tension. So there was a triple race riot at least two times in my freshman year at Hawthorne High. Now, essentially what happened was we moved out to the suburban areas um, of the Canal Valley, which was one of the wealthiest, safest communities. Majority white, majority Jewish, majority Jewish, majority white. I would say 90, 90 percent plus white back into a suburban community, wealthy people. So that's where I spent the tail end of my teenage years into my early adulthood. With that being said, I got to see both sides. I got to see how things work. I have family that still live in the community, if you will, inner cities. I got to see poverty. I got to see extreme wealth. So I'm very hip to knowing that it's not really better. It's just basically a trade-off of, of, of things that actually help you out. When you're a suburban kid, when you're a suburban kid, um, you still feel a sense of classism. There's, there's, there's the eyes are on you. But when you're in the inner city, the eyes aren't on you. There might be a little bit of fighting amongst the poor. And there's also not a lot of op optimism. The optimism seems to center around what we're going to do as a collective to make things better. We got to all collect together and make things better. You got to peace show $1 and peace show $1 and peace show $1. You ever remember this? You ever remember this where people would say, hey, let's piece up all of our money and go to the corner store and get chips. Okay, this is going to be a great example. Let's piece up all of our money and go get two bags of chips and dump it all in the damn, uh, the, the, the bag. Right. And so y'all dump all you, you piece your money up, you dump your shit in. But what would happen is what would happen is there's always going to be somebody hogging the chips. There's always going to be someone bully the chips. Okay. You all equally put in, but then the dude holding the bag, don't want to give up the bag. Right. And you'd be like, let me hold the bag. Let me hold the bag. He holding the bag. You like, can I get some? And he'd be like, damn, nigga, you got some last time. Man. You got some last time. You got too much chip. And we fighting over chips. We fighting over the little bit of chips that we supposed to piece together as a collective to make work. And it's a failed mindset because once I went to the suburbs, it was every man for themselves. 
but they still had a model of how to make things uh, make things safer, meaning we're going to keep out the people who want to piece up chips and we're going to keep the people in here who want to do it on their own, every man for themselves. But we got a little bubble. We have a bubble that insulates us from these people. Now, the, it might look like race, but it's class, because when I was there, they accepted me. You know, most of them accepted me. So you would think when I went to the suburbs, it was full of hate. That's not true. There were people that were ignorant that didn't have people like me around. So they just didn't know. There were people who were curious. There were people who couldn't wait for you to associate with you. There were people that couldn't wait till you got on the track field and the basketball court. There were people who wanted to be hanging around with you. And there was a small minority of people that really didn't care or didn't want you there. Very small minority. But the concept was, we're not going to bring this to here. We're not going to bring the country to the suburbs. You want to be country, stay in the country. They were bothered by that. But most people were very welcoming or didn't even care about you. They didn't even care. They weren't even bothered by you. You were more bothered by them thinking that they were bothered by you and they didn't care. There was a small, small portion of that people that didn't care. But what their mindset was growing up and seeing both, there was the piece together, together, chip in, and there was do for yourself. Do what you're supposed to do. Don't celebrate mediocrity. Don't bring bullshit. Don't make excuses. Kind of do what you want to do. What's better for you? You got to figure that out because once you get over here, they're not going to hear, I can't do this. I can't do that because for the most part, many of them came from struggle. Many of them had to work tooth and nail. Many of them had to sacrifice. Not only that, many of them had to stay in the structure of the matrix. The matrix is not a fun place, even for normies who know. So let me give you an example of that. And we're going to get to the Dion shit. The matrix is a somewhat bad place to be, but it's a place that you must go, specifically if you're a white man. And I'm not sympathizing for them. They have to embrace and endorse marriage. They have to go to church, if you will, or they're a super rebel. They have to conform. They And many people who are immigrants then conform into that, and we, co we collectively call them white and white privileges. Italians, Jews, Irish, Polish people, they conform to stay in this traditional matrix. And the matrix ain't fun. Every now and then they'll get caught with their hand in a cookie jar. Every now and then they'll get caught stealing money from their corporation, white collar crimes. Every now and then they'll get caught with a stripper getting their salami sucked. Every now and then they'll try to tip their toe off the matrix and they'll get their, they'll get their foot chopped off, if you will. So that's the, that's the trade-off that they made to be a part of that community. And there was no social welfare. There was no, oh, woe is me. If you lost your house because you overinvested, that's your ass. Nobody's putting shit together to keep you in the suburbs. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, well, shit, you got a divorce. Oh, well, you married a stripper. Oh, you married a straggle. Oh, you got your house foreclosed on. Oh, too bad. You're out of here, <laughs> right? There's no, oh, man, we need to keep him in here. Oh, you got caught extorting money from your company. Oh, oh, you got caught with a stripper getting your salami sucked in West Hollywood. Oh, they don't, they don't bring, they don't keep you in. They let your ass fall right back out because they know if I focus more on keeping people in that don't deserve to be here, I'm not going to be able to stay here. They say that's on your monkey ass and they don't care what color you are. If you belong to their church, if you got your kids in a school, if you part of the PTA, they don't care. It's a tough place to be, but that is accountability because they're looking out for their own best interests first and their community first.
They don't need a superhero. They don't need a person to say, well, if they stayed here and helped us get, they don't need that. Most of the time, they'll select someone to be the figurehead, and then they'll control them like a puppet behind the scenes. These politicians and these little local mayors and all that shit, they ain't got no real power. They're the figurehead to keep this shit going, and they'll control them, and they'll vote their ass in, vote their ass out. They'll expose him and all that shit. With it, with with the with for the most part, that community is run by vigilantes, but the vigilantes are somewhat of a collective, meaning they operate in like the the uh, Kiwanis clubs. Kiwanis clubs, they'll operate in in sanctions like uh, community churches. They'll operate on PTA boards. They'll operate on the local uh, governors' boards. All right, they they operate in some sort of um, organized collective, organized clan, if you will, and that's how they keep the shit going. But you got to carry your weight. You got to carry your own weight. If you can't hang out, your ass gone. <laughs> yeah, the VFW and all of that shit. That, that's how they keep it going. And they donate and they move funds and all that shit around to keep the shit going. And they keep everybody in a bubble. You don't want to be a part of the bubble. Or let me give you another example. If you want to rebel, if you want to rebel in that community, meaning you're going to come in there and be the rebel. You're going to come on here and turn that shit upside down. They will collectively boot your ass out of there. They ain't letting the rebel take over. <laughs> right? So when you go over there and I'm going to go over there and I'm going to go in there and rebel and turn this system upside down, they will collectively boot your ass out of there and they'll use the um they'll use the uh, homeowners association to get your ass up out of there. Magically, you'll be behind on homeowners association fees. Magically, you have committed too many non-permitted uh, constructions on your home or your condo. Mm. <laughs> Magically, you got too many parking tickets that you didn't know about. They will make sure they boot your ass the hell out of there. And it will be politely. <laughs> it will be politely done and they will have paper trail on your ass. That's the suburbs. That's how they operate and run. Is it is it is it socialistic? No, it's very much cutthroat. It's very much in the matrix. It's very much you can't glitch or you better have acreage out on your own where you don't get a part of that collective. But still, there's going to be people in your business. Trust me. So that's a di two different mindsets that for some reason we can't come together as a unit. We got to have the rebels over here that are all going to piece each other together in some sort of militia unarmed. With everything going against them, the tide and everything else, and we're supposed to stay collective as a unit here with some sort of superhero coming up out of the ranks, i.e. Deion Sanders, i.e. some politician. There's always going to be some superhero that is going to be the one, not a figurehead, but with all the expectations placed on that superhero to stay in that collective, that rebellion. And if that person removes themselves from the rebellion and joins the other side, he's the enemy. He looking out for himself. He's selfish. <laughs> this is what's going on. He's supposed to stay a part of the struggling rebellion. He's not supposed to benefit from the do it on your own, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. He's supposed to remain as the superhero, the messiah, the celebrity. He's supposed to stay there while he's also experiencing struggle and strife himself. He's also being victimized for the people who don't want to be a part of the collective rebellion. 
They want to be a part of the rebellion within the rebellion. They want to be the, I don't give a damn. We're going to rob, steal, and kill. I don't care who's here. And he's supposed to be under there under all that duress. He's supposed to be under there even when the collective robs him. And we're going to get to that when we talk about the administrators at these historically black colleges and universities who rob and pillage their own colleges and universities and they never get caught. Trust me, it happens. I have experience with this. I've worked at Southern University. There was always rumors at these HBCUs that the presidents of these companies and the presidents of these schools were raiding the coffers all the time. Not only that, these people, these presidents and these um, these um, administrators and board members at these HBCUs, they wanted to be the celebrities. They wanted to be out here with the finest holes and the girls and the marching band at Grambling. They wanted to sleep with them. They wanted to go out there and raid the coffers. They wanted to be out there in the newspaper on Front Street. They wanted to be out there with a shiny silk suit, three-piece suit, and being out there with everybody thinking they're a celebrity. And they wanted that. And they wanted to compete with Dion. They wanted the same money as Dion. They wanted the same prestige as Dion. And they got in the way of Dion and their own ego ruined and chased Dion out of there. Mm. Nobody's talking about that. And I know this to be a fact about these HBCUs. And I'm alleging that that probably happened at Jackson State. And there's enough stories to show you of that. So they sabotaged Dion by trying to be just as big as Dion or riding his coattails. And then what are they doing? They're raiding the coffers, allegedly, of these universities. And Dion's supposed to stand in there as the superhero operating against all odds and these selfish-ass HBCU board members and all of this shit who want to be celebrities. Trust me, that shit was happening. Not only that, he's getting his office raid, raided and robbed by criminals. And he's supposed to stay there? He's supposed to stay there and be the Messiah. He's supposed to stay in there and endure. He's supposed to stay in there and stick it out. For what? So we can raise the profile of a collective school called the SWAC, the Southwestern Athletic Conferences, which I coached in. Let me tell you, it is basically the barnstormers of leagues. There's no planes. There's no charter flights. The, the facilities are outdated. The people who work at these universities are strangely outdated in the way they do things. They were doing carpet copy typewritten schedules. The way they schedule classes is look like something out of the 1950s where they got you lined up all inside the basketball arena in long ass lines doing carbon copy typewritten paperwork when there was computers. It's terrible. It's not the best. And people were like, we need to help and support them with what? You need to wipe everybody out that's been working there for 25 years because they're outdated, they're slow, and many of them don't want to jump when you say jump. Trust me, I used to go into these administrative offices. There would be a secretary there, and I'd be like, you know you can be a little more efficient than this. Can you do this? I'll get to it when I get to it type shit. He's supposed to sit there when he can have everybody in Colorado doing what he says to do on time. They're taking charter flights and tour buses directly to stadiums with hotels that are not Red Roof Inn. <laughs> They're not staying at the Red Roof Inn anymore. He stayed at the Red Room Inn for three years. Now he's staying in first-class facilities when he goes. Not only that, when they have team meal, the team meals are brought to him. They don't go out and eat at the Cracker Barrel. 
That's what you do when you're in the swack. You're eating pizza on the bus on a, a bus ride from Houston to Jackson, Mississippi. No plane ride. They're chartering flights from Colorado. You think he's going to do this shit for three, four, five years? He should have stayed three more years. <laughs> Come on, man. If this is common sense. This is common sense. Are you going to stay there and endure? And for what? And for what? To get your car broken in more? For the people who are the administrators for not to give you no money? Not only that, you got a coaching staff to look after. You got kids to feed. And your coaches aren't getting paid, but you telling them to stick it out for three more years, making $25,000, uh, $70,000, when at Colorado, they're making $300,000, $400,000. They're making just what Dion made, and he's going to take all of those coaches to Colorado, and they're going to make what Dion made at Jackson State in income. The assistant coaches are going to be making $300,000, $400,000, $500,000 a year. That's what Dion was making at Jackson State, and they still didn't want to give him a part of his money so he can pay his staff off. He had to renege on his staff members. See, this is the story that won't tell. What they're going to tell you is you as a man have to make all the sacrifices and risks. You have to take bad deals. You got to take these single mothers. You got to take two-time baby mamas, two-time over baby mamas. In order to make some mythical situation where we rise up together. And I haven't seen it happen one time. I've been here 47 years on earth. I've been listening to these type of conversations consciously or subconsciously for 42 years. And here we go. Putting this on Dion. We did this to Jesse Jackson and he just figured out. That is just better to get paid by the NWO. I'll just get paid. We saw Al Sharpton follow Jesse Jackson. And he decided. New, 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 new world order. Huh? All that money that these corporations made in these fundraisers. We saw Black Lives Matter do it. And they just said. New, 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 new world order. We saw Barack Obama get eight full years as the quote unquote first back president. And he said, new, 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 new world order. They was like, gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> See? <laughs> they figured it out. They was like, there's no emphasis in putting these resources here because what's eventually gonna happen is I gotta make the sacrifice, I gotta take the bullets. I got to take the darts. I got to take the, or I got to take all the risk. I got to be the persona. You're going to work me like a government mule. And then you guys are going to run off with the bag. Got to get my bag and run. <laughs> you guys going to be the one run off with the bag on my name and my persona and everything that I work hard for. See, Deion Sanders, if you knew who he was, you should not be surprised. He's been about himself his entire damn life. I don't know why you're surprised he wasn't about the community this time. And the reason why you're not surprised, why you are surprised, is he hit you with that prosperity bullshit. And that's his own fault. But I'm not being critical of him. People could be, could be critical about me. But he hit you with all that prosperity we shall overcome. We are together in this shit. And he went and he got the hell up out of it. That's Deion Sanders, if you didn't know. That's what he's always been about. He's played for five NFL teams. He robbed the Washington Redskins blind. But that's neither here nor there. 
he got a big bag from them and he got turf toe and barely played what five games. I don't know. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. <laughs> Dion been always about the money. He got a song called it's about the money or whatever the hell the song is called. <laughs> Dion Sanders is what he got a song called all about the money. And y'all thought what he was going to be the black Superman. My man said, you know what? Oh, it must be the money. He got a song called Must Be the Money. Come on. The dude showed up on NFL draft day with a jerry curl and dripping in jewelry. Mm. <laughs> and y'all thought that was your black superhero? Where, where, where y'all look? Hold on for a second. Where Deion Sanders on draft day? Deion Sanders draft. Look, this is y'all. This is y'all Superman. Hold on. Let me, I'm going to pull it up. This is y'all Superman. Y'all need to find new superheroes. This is y'all Superman. He showed up with some stunner shades on. <laughs> Drippy. This is him getting drafted, y'all. That's prime time. That's Neon Dion. This was y'all superhero, bro. And, and that's a sad statement. This is him with, look, this is y'all Superman with a money. <laughs> this is y'all. You should have stayed in Jackson State for three years. This dude. Will y'all wake up? I know people mad. Look, I'm losing viewers at the boat. They're mad that I'm showing you this shit. This man allegedly, as the story is told, allegedly, and I don't want to even put the business out there, but they'll put it out themselves. When he played with the Cowboys with several other players, had a place that they called the White House, which there were hookers and other stuff there, allegedly, while they were all married. That's y'all Superman. <laughs> He's got a video of him pointing at Super Bowl rings. He high stepped 50 yards into the end zone. That's y'all Superman. I cannot stand that you guys pick these people out and put in heap all kind of unrealistic expectations on them, knowing what these people are about. Got to get my bag and run. <laughs> and he's supposed to do what? Sacrifice because he gives you a couple of Bible quotes and he can get up there and shuffle and hit y'all with that. Abba Daba and hit you with that. We as a people bullshit. That never works. It ain't never worked in the history of the community. Never has worked. Never. Nobody's ever been able to turn that into making any sorts of strides. What people do is they go from this socialist mindset and they go to go for self. And that's what I've done. Do for self. You're on your own. The people, let's go back to this. The people that are going to do you dirty are people that live near you, proximity, relationship, and or access or who look like you period and some people figure it out some people don't <laughs> some people figure it out some people don't sink or swim until there's some sort of structure that changes the idea that somebody owes you anything especially Deion Sanders is you're out of your mind he went from making and people are going to say he don't need the money which is some more bullshit I want you to kill that noise. 
Shout out to uh, MC Shan. Kill that noise. Here's the thing. You're going to tell a person who's used to making millions of dollars, who took a pay cut to sacrifice where you could have made the best out of three years, but you didn't, and now he left for a bigger bag where he's used to making the money. And you're going to say he should have kept making a low amount of money because he made money in the past. If you follow or subscribe to that, you are not ready for the free agent lifestyle. I've told you, you need to get every single red cent while you're here. If you making money, you're going to need some more. This is not a game. It's the biggest wealth transfer in the history of the United States. People are getting rich and they're stealing the money from you. Black Lives Matter stole. New, 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 new world order. You better go get some money. You're going to need some more. However much money you got right now, you got some more. Don't get comfortable. Go get some more. And you're mad that he went from $300,000 a year to $5 million. And you're like, he should do this. And not only this, not only this, you're hoping he fails. You're hoping he fails, which is a testimony of to what you saw me as when you were using me as a parasite. You were using him. You didn't want him to turn around Jackson State. You were using him the entire time. And now when he went off to go on his own, you want him to fail. This is a sad testimony, not on Dion. This is a sad testimony on the community who believes now it's over for them because Dion, Neon, primetime, all about the money, must be about the money. Mr. White House himself went and got his damn bag. Are you, you serious? Get my bag and run. <laughs> <laughs> you serious? This can't be real. I cannot believe we're heaping our hopes for the Southwestern Athletic Conference on Deion Sanders. That's a sad testimony for you if you ever thought Deion Sanders was going to stay and rebuild the SWAC. <laughs> Come on. Trust me, I've coached in the SWAC. There's not, Deion ain't saving it. Deion is not saving it. Name three SWAC teams. Okay. If you're about this, name all of the SWAC teams. I surely can. Name them. I bet you you can't, you'll get to three and won't know. And Jackson State don't count. Y'all can't even name five SWAC schools. <laughs> Tell me the travel partners in the SWAC. Tell me the rivals in the SWAC. Tell me how the bus gets from one SWAC school to the other. I'm going to tell you, it ain't a pretty drive. We used to drive from Baton Rouge all the way to Alabama A&M and back damn near the same day sharing the rooms with four people. Then I went to San Jose State and I had a room all by myself. <laughs> I had a room all by myself and we took flights. We were in the San Jose airport all the time, flying, boom, 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 room by myself, cater, cater, um, catered meals per diem, a budget. <laughs> you know what I mean? When I was at SWAC, we was in there. I was sharing rooms with student assistants and, and, and uh, our athletic trainer. And it was three of us. It was me, student assistant, and an athletic trainer in one damn room. In a red roof in at that. <laughs> Come on. Then I went to San Jose State. I went to Stony Brook. Then I'm out here. I got my own damn budget. I ran a budget of $150,000. Me at in my mid-20s into my 30s. 
150 a year. Nobody even bothered me about it. I went to the SWAC trying to get cash advances and they had to go in some sort of little safe to get the cash out. It was so damn mm. ass backwards. I went to San Jose State and had a damn diners club car. Next damn year. Next year, the very next year, I left Southern. They gave me at age 25 a diners club and they said, run the tab. And as long as you got the receipts, we'll pay the shit off. What? Mm. <laughs> That's how crazy it was. And check this out. We would, we would drive in from, we would drive from Baton Rouge. We go up and play Grambling, driving all in the back. If you ever know where Grambling is, it's not a stop on the way to anything. Grambling State University is in the middle of nowhere in northern Louisiana. It's not in a big city. There's nothing else going on. That in Louisiana Tech, Rustin, there's nothing going on there. You got to drive up there, play your game. After the game, you driving your ass back, eating pizza, stopping off at truck stops. After the game. <laughs> what the fuck? Barely eating pizza. You get three pizza with the whole damn team sharing the pizza. Ride back watching game film. So you're not going to tell me Dion's going to stick for that very long. You don't know what you have to do and what he had to put up with. It's not, it's going to be some, it's going to be extremely different. They're going to charter flights and they're going to have five, four to five airplanes, four to five airplanes for the entire team. They're going to charter the flight. They're going to drive up in their bus, hop off the bus, no security check, hop on the charter flight whenever they want. Whenever they want it. When he recruits, he gets the charter plane, and the plane brings up a Learjet, and he says, take me to this recruit. He'll get a damn helicopter if he does well enough, and they'll drop his ass off right in the middle of the football game. Right there, and they'll have a dude do it, and Colorado will find a way to pay the tab. They're going to pay it, okay? They're going to pay it, and all those recruits are going to see his ass come off the helicopter and say, thank God you're here, superhero. Now, one last thing. If you're mad about his speech to his team, guys, most every coach, new coach, makes that speech. It's just not recorded, and that's part of Dion's persona is he wants to be out in public and he wants to be number one. And I want to be the social media coach. The part of being a social media coach is you're going to see behind the scenes shit. Most every new coach that comes into a losing program gives that same speech. Some coaches get humbled. Some coaches become successful. Every new coach that comes into a losing program says, hey, we're going to keep you all around and we'll train you up and we'll we'll make you into the best players. No, they don't. They come in and they say, there's a new sheriff in town. And if your ass don't do this and that, blah, 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 I'm going to replace your ass. Every Everybody does that. <laughs> everybody does that. It's the same speech every new coach makes. Now, if they make the opposite speech, the, the new players going to run over them. They're going to be like, well, we don't give a shit about this coach either. They're not going to be scared. They're not going to think they're losing. But Dion's going to recruit the best of the best. They're probably going to be top 10 recruiting class coming up. For people that think he's going to leave those players behind that he recruited that could have went to Alabama, he's not. They're transferring to Colorado. Mm. <laughs> right? 
He ain't leaving them there. Oh, that player could have went to Alabama and he chose Jackson State and Deion's leaving him. No, he's not. They're going to be at Colorado next year. So he's leaving nothing behind. Anybody that can ball, they're going to Colorado next year. There's 15. Wait a minute. There's 115. That, wait a minute. No, no, no. I'm gonna, I want to get the number right. There's a there's 100 and sorry, 1,500 players. Might be even more. It might be even 15,000. I can't remember the number. So I, apologies. But there's an extreme amount of numbers that go into the transfer portal. Portal. Nobody stays in schools anymore. There's a quarterback at West Virginia. He's now transferring to his fourth school. This is the nature of college sports. JT Daniels, I believe his name is. He's transferring to his fourth school. He's the quarterback. This is how you get big as a university. Dion knows that. He's smart. He's savvy. And he's a persona. And he's a big name. He's the biggest name in college football. As a Jackson State coach, he had a commercial with Nick Saban. 50,000 is the number. 50,000 transfer portal. And I believe that's all athletes. Because there's not that many football players. But at Jackson State, he had a commercial with Aflac with Nick Saban. Are you telling me? Are you telling me kids ain't going to Colorado next year in that transfer portal? They can't wait to go to Colorado. They're going to show up. Some of the best talent, some of the best transfers at some of the biggest universities are going to Colorado. And they have an extra year because of the COVID year. They have an extra year because the COVID year gave all college athletes an extra year. No matter if they played the COVID season or not. So there's people coming in with their fifth year eligibility. They're going to Colorado. I don't give a damn what you believe he's going to suck next year. He ain't going to suck next year. They're going to win at least five games. And if they win three, it was better than the last two years put together. <laughs> Come on, man. And he wasn't getting none of them players to go to Jackson State, but they'll come to Colorado. And he's already he already hired. Here I'm gonna tell you, he already hired as his offensive coordinator the head coach at Kent State who had his team in a bowl. The Kent State head coach is now the assistant offensive coordinator for Deion Sanders at Colorado. And he had a bowl-winning team at Kent State. Think about this shit. Y'all think, y'all think Deion don't know what he's doing? Y'all think... He's just got to be, and I don't know what his schedule is. He's got to be Colorado State. They're not in the conference. They're somewhat of an in-state rival that they play earlier in the year. He's got to beat them. That should be a that should be a cakewalk. That's one win. He's got to beat a one other cupcake on their schedule. That's two. Then he's got to beat Washington State, Oregon State, Arizona State or Arizona, and Stanford. Maybe Cal, those are all winnable games for him in the next two years. The other schools, Washington, USC, UCLA, he ain't beating them. And Utah, he's not beating them. He ain't beating Utah. He ain't beating UCLA and UC USC. Not only that, UCLA and USC are leaving the conference in the next two years. They're going to the Big Ten. So he's got to be Utah, Washington, 
I'm sorry, he's going to take L's to Utah and Washington for sure, USC for sure, and possibly UCLA. Man, that's that's five wins right there. That's five. He getting five out of that schedule. Washington, if Wazoo and Oregon State are on the schedule, that's a dub. Arizona and or Arizona State, that's a dub. And USC and UCLA leaving, that's, he don't have to worry about them. He's just got to battle Utah and Washington. That's, those are two L's. Those are going to be two L's for him. And if he does well enough and he gets one of them and sneaks one of them, oh, Stanford and Stanford's down. And Cal, you never know what the hell Cal's going to do. And then he's going to thump on Colorado State's ass. He's going to thump on them. So come on, man. I don't think it's going to be that big of an L. He's going to have to really, really collapse. But neither here nor there. The bottom line is nobody owes you anything. And Prime owes nobody nothing. He sacrificed. He basically put three years in, and that's all he was needing to do. He doesn't need to do more. And I think the arguments to say he should have stayed two or three more years to do what? What is he going to do? <laughs> what What is he going to do in three years that he didn't do in the first three years? Why is the other two or three more years going to make the difference? What was going to happen? The swack was all of a sudden. Uh, by the way, people don't know this. The swack, because of how their schedule works and their commitments to certain bowl games and their commitment to like the Bayou Classic, they sometimes can't even compete in the playoff system which is the FCS, which is where J the Jackson State is designated. But FCS has a playoff system, which makes them an FCS champion. Unfortunately, because of the SWAC and their allegiance to the MEAC, which is the other black college university, they sometimes have their own bowl game in order to draw dollars and fundraising, keep their money into the universities. So they can't even complete in the playoffs. They'll never be the national champion. They would have. They would have ran the table. I think if they would have been in the FCS playoffs, they would have ran the table and been the national champion, but they can't because they don't participate in the system. They don't participate in the playoffs. So they'll always be the paper champion. But you guys don't know this. <laughs> they missing a bag. They missing the whole opportunity to crown themselves as a champion. So, um, they should have been in the playoffs, but they're going to play in a little bowl against the MEAC champion. What? Mm. And then they, then what's going to happen? The school president is going to steal the money, and then Prime's going to be making, trying to figure out how to pay his assistant coaches in pizza. No, 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 no. <laughs> let, me, let me get going right here. So there's more to this. It's not just he gave up on the black community and all of that. There's more decision-making going on. Not only that, the NIL, the NIL money that athletes make that make them come to certain universities is available at Colorado. It's not in great lengths now, but it's going to be now. But players can make money. Do you guys know that the Alabama quarterback, the running back of, the, um, the running back of uh, Texas, I believe, the Texas running back and the quarterback at Alabama currently make about $2 million a year. You guys know that? The guy that Caleb Williams at USC probably makes a 1.5. That gymnast at LSU, the flatback, makes a million dollars a year. Them two flatback basketball players, 
they make a million a year. They ain't doing that at Jackson State. So when you want to recruit and get the biggest of the brightest, they're, the kids are getting no money for their own name, in, image, and likeness. But they're going to get it at Colorado. They're going to get it. Caleb Williams, the, the one dude at Alabama, he in a commercial for uh, Dr. Pepper. They get in the bag. College athletes get in the bag. Gotta get my bag and run. This ain't, the, this ain't the good old days, man, where you could just stay down there barnstorming, doing the chitlin' circuit, staying in the Negro Leagues, making the Negro Leagues a success. This ain't the good old days no more, man. This is about the bag. Bryce Young makes $2 million a year as an Alabama quarterback. The football running back, who probably is going to be a highly drafted running back at Texas, makes about $2 million a year. Caleb Williams probably makes 1.5, and he might win the Heisman Trophy this weekend. Them players are going to get paid, and many of them players are going to be black players at Colorado. Mind you, did you see the meeting that he had with the players at Colorado? And I want you to look into that audience, a lot of white kids. I guarantee you by the time they film next season, that room going to be completely black. Them white kids, what? Them white, yeah, destroying make that happen. Shout out to destroying as well because he got cut from his team, but that's a whole nother story. Um, <laughs> they're gonna be majority black kids up in that room, and the kicker and the he already said his son son gonna be the quarterback. The kicker gonna be white. As a matter of fact, I think the kicker at Jackson State was a white kid. So, anyway. Enough about that. Shout out to everybody, man. Look, that's just my speak on it because I'm not thinking from this as a black thing. I've been in the I've been in the college professions too. I coach college sports too. I'm looking at this and I look at most everything as a business or a class or an economic situation. That trumps everything. This whole allegiance and saving people and looking for heroes and what you're supposed to do and your fake allegiances that never seem to work out, I think it's garbage. It's garbage talk. It never works. When does it work? I'll, I'll leave it at that. Where does it work? Let's get to these super chats. When is it you seen these things work out? Y'all going to Marcus Garvey, Black Star Line, everybody back to Africa. I'll wait. Yeah, that's just, that, that shit ain't happening. Nobody leaving. If y'all really wanted to do something, why don't y'all go Black Star Line again? Y'all ain't going to do it, though. If a new Marcus Garvey came out right day, right now, Y'all be chasing this ass up out of the community. <laughs> right? A.D. Austin, the more you let go, the higher you rise. What is that thing you said right there? I see. I say. He says Liberia awaits. Yep, Liberia. Go on. Go ahead. I'm sorry for the rant. I know people are like, you're, you're ranting. Did I lie, though? Don't get confused. I know that's a distractive uh, thing you're using as a distraction. You're ranting and you're putting us down. No, no. Did I lie, though? What, what you need to say is you're lying. And then I might pay attention to what you're saying. But I didn't lie. You just don't like the truth. So you're trying to side dash it with some old shit to distract you. Well, see, you're just going to all emotional. <laughs> all right. Anyway, shout out to uh, we're going to call you Mr. Bond in the building. Free agent lifestyle has changed my life. Anyway, 
want the man to be driving up and down on a bus in the middle. We used to get home from SWAT games at five in the morning, cramped on a charter bus with, without our own private seat. <laughs> Dion ain't doing that. Shout out to Percy. He says, since corporate America runs the country, most of us, he says, most of us dislike women or think like women, I think you meant. He says, since America runs the country, corporate America runs the country, most of us think like women. He says, a man knows the truth no matter who says it. Women listen to who they like. Yeah, man, you guys got to stop listening to who you like and the feel good guys, you know, and I know we do this a lot here in our sphere, but I challenge people's thoughts and my thoughts are not the norm. It's not. Chairman Mo, hey, coach and the coach gang, good evening from China. I hope you're doing well there. He says, this thing with the aunt suing her own nephew is sick and you wonder why people are so easily divided and fleeced by those who have the leverage. Thank God for the fact that with my family, we all agreed that we should be the ones who are doing the fleecing and never allow ourselves to be fleeced. Give those people the buzzer. Yes, indeed. New, 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 new world order. You guys are one auntie away from losing everything, right? If you get a bag. Yeah. Wow. Paris Francais is in the building. He says, supporting the blue chip mindset and the free agent lifestyle. Every man for themselves. And then if you want a structure system around people who are ambitious, I can I can go with that. But I'm not about to suffer and struggle. Take bad deals and marry single mothers and build a community and invest and all that. And then I'm going to get shot up and then I'm going to be a mural that you're going to be painting over. And don't tell me I'm making that up. I'm just a little old CGA. Damn that damn near. What's, what's the dude's name? Nipsey Hustle. Take out. Shout out to him. Take off. Um, they're just mural on top of mural. Kevin Samuels even got a mural and a candlelight visual ass. And a young dog. Oh, hell no. I ain't going back there. They shooting them brothers up and they, you just a memory. You just a memory. And then they want to put your shit up, all your hard work. No, no, no. You want to wear your marathon shirt. And you want to out there put up clips of takeoff. I ain't never seen one clip, and this could be just a part of a, I ain't never seen one clip of any of takeoff's rap lyrics. But now here I go. I'm scrolling through my Instagram. Oh, there's takeoff. There's takeoff. Now y'all want to give them his flowers when they dead. Oh, no, 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 no. I'll take my flowers now, even if I had to buy them myself. I don't owe nobody shit. Don't give me nothing. I'll go buy my own flowers. <laughs> All right, Kevin W says ninjas expect Dion to pull a Coach Carter. Yeah, bro. Mm. Coach Carter, your way. Oh, uh, what's the damn lean on me ass? What not lean on me? Yeah, lean, was it lean on me? I think it was lean on me too. You want them to be that of a principal Joe walking around with a bat and a megaphone his entire career at Jackson State. What was the president? What's the principal's name? Lean on me with the with the high school in Fair Jersey High School. What was the name of that school? Joe Clark, principal. You want Dion to be Joe Clark the rest of his life? Shit. Mm. <laughs> All right, Dion said, I'm about to Joe Clark my way out. I'm messing with these people. No, hell no. Shout out to uh, Brandon said, Coach Greg cooking. Oh, my goodness. 
megaphone and badass Deion Sanders. Uh, a beer says this was for yesterday's show. Damn, coach. Hells. Fair east side high. Pull your pants up. You're going to be a nobody. You're going to be a nobody talking to that fat kid on the roof. That's going to be Dion the rest of his life at Jackson State. And you're going to be a nobody. And you're going to be a nobody the rest of your life. Pull your pants up. Wipe that snot off your nose. All right. Shout out to Abir. Appreciate that support, man. Yesterday's dream. All right. Mr. Forbes is in the building. Thank you, brother. We can just going to call you Mr. Forbes because you rich. Jones G as iron sharpens iron. CGA sharpens us. Thank you, brother. Shout out to uh, my man, uh, the winning lifestyle, the winner lifestyle. He says, remember the video of the black coach pushing him. That's going to be a whole nother thing. The, the, the jealousy, and there's going to be jealousy of the Pac-12 coaches, for sure. And they're going to play him. They're not going to be up front. They're not going to talk shit. They're not going to push him. They're going to try to undermine him underneath. They're going to use the system as we talked about structured societies do. If they want Dion out of there, they're going to get him out of there and expose him and say he's violating rules and tampering, right? They're not going to they're not going to push him on the field. They're not going to berate him. They're not going to tell them you ain't Pac-12. They're not going to do that. They're going to try to undermine him underneath, especially if he's successful in stealing their players, right? But but Dion could even get the SWAT coaches to support him. And you want him to stick around? The SWAT coaches was pushing him midfield after they was getting served that ass whooping. Dion was whipping their ass, and even his brothers in the fraternity of coaching was trying to throw salt in his game. Oh, hell no. The coach is dirty macking him in the South, and he's, he's supposed to stay? No, 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 no. What are he going to do? Sway, save the swag, but the coaches hate him. Oh, hell no, man. Dude, the, the hate is too much. All right, shout out to Mr. Mac. L. Mac says HBCUs could be great. Too much money misuse. 100%. If you guys think there's no money in HBCUs, you're out of your mind. They pillaged that money. The conference commissioner, this is all alleged, but you can prove it. They be graping that money. They grape that money hardcore. And if you want to say PWIs grape the money, yes, they do too. I'm not saying they don't grape the money, but somehow they give somebody a bag too. They find a way to give the bag. They don't undercut you. They gave Dion the bag, and they don't even have the money yet. But they like, we will. Mr. The Winter Lifestyle says, please post the stream that got taken down on locals. <laughs> I don't even know. Which ones? What got taken down? I don't even know. I, I can't keep up. I didn't know I was getting censored on locals. Or, or you mean older streams. If you mean older streams, what happened was normally a YouTube, I can't. Once it's gone, it's gone. I'm not sure what you're talking about there. Speak in my mind, coach. Tell us what you really think. He says, Community is just like the 304s. They don't want to be saved. They don't want to be saved. Brown 310 says, for the spread and chip fund in the building. A Jedi says that that song going to wait. Going that bigger is wait that song going that big is a bigger issue on why we're public enemy number one and why they wouldn't let Idris Elba become James Bond. I don't realize what the tie into that, but that was the tie in on the song that we were talking about, Sunflower song, I believe. Interesting. All right, shout out to Elia. 
I hope I get that right, brother. Shout out to you. Uh, he says, call me Eli. All right. He says, I'm going to call him Eli. He's one of my longtime ninja watchers that now drops his support. Appreciate you, man. Eli's in the building. We're going to call you Eli. I don't know why I ever, never got that. <laughs> Dark side Eli in the building. Class E beats. Coach, I appreciate everything you do. But if you call that man takeout one more time, I'm sitting the whole city of Atlanta after you. Oh, damn. All right. I can't. I don't want to do that. Take off. I got to think of it like this. Take off. Eli says, Eli is one of my longtime ninja watchers now dropping his support. Appreciate you, Eli. Classy beats. Funny how he ain't swack rhymes with he ain't black. More of that bullshit. I can't understand why y'all was making him a hero. And now he's a goat overnight. How quickly people change and switch up on your ass. Hey, look, your allegiance is to yourself. You don't owe nobody nothing. I don't, I don't get this so supposed allegiance that Dion was supposed to have for y'all. All right, and now y'all trashing the brother. No government name says every ninja upset at prime probably never don't. Don't ever, don't start. Don't start. Same thing with me. Same thing with me. People talk shit, ain't hit nothing, <laughs> right? Ain't hit a cash app, nothing. Same thing, people mad at Kevin, ain't, ain't did nothing. But, but watch the video. Let me get this going. No government name says every ninja upset at prime probably never donated to a HBCU and or supported SWAC football and would have done the same thing if they were in prime shoes. Tell me, tell me that that's false. Tell me. Mm. Ain't never been to a football game SWAC. If you have, you would know the difference. <laughs> you would know the difference. SWAC football, and I've been to some games. It's like a, it's like a glorified high school football game, and I don't mean the shit on the SWAC. I'm talking about the sports management of the game. Not the game itself, not the athletes. There's been some great athletes come out of the swag. I'm talking about the atmosphere. I'm talking about the lighting. I'm talking about the conditions of the field. I'm talking about the damn snack stand. I'm talking about the ins and outs. I'm talking about the. I've been to them and I've been to Pac-12 and I've been to NCAA football games. It's dramatically different. The stadiums, the setup, you sitting on them damn Bench, wood bench bleachers. The parking, the in and out, you parking in mud and red dirt. <laughs> Yo. And yes, we got the locker rooms getting busted into. Oh, you you a visiting team in a SWAC? You getting your locker room robbed. If you're a visiting team in a SWAC, and this goes for all college sports, every school that I was at, locker room got broken in. So as a visitor, so... This is not the shit on the swag, but the swag, they're going to hit your locker room. They're going to hit your locker room at least two or three times in a year. Okay. Um, and in uh, the other universities, which are the mid majors, you're going to get it maybe one once a year. And you're going to find out it's going to be one of your teammates that set up the, the, the robbery. <laughs> you're one of your teammates or you know who else is going to set up the robbery of the, of the locker room. One of the players who got cut, one of the walk-ons, one of the ineligible players. They going to set your ass up. The kids that got kicked off the team, booted off the team, they academically ineligible. They going to get your shit set up. Now, if you go on the visitors, visitor team, your shit getting robbed. For sure. They, they can't wait. They know where the visitors team locker room is. They know what the security is. They know the security going to get sidetracked. 
looking out, seeing what's going on. Sometimes the security sets you up. Trust me, I've been there so much. And we used to tell our players, don't bring your iPods. Back then it was iPods. Don't bring your tablets. Don't bring your phones. Carry your Players got to take their phone. We used to take their bags to the bench. This is how bad that was. And that was all Division I athletes. They would take their valuables to the bench. And the sad part is, during halftime, we had to have the athletic trainer or somebody watching the bench because as we're running to the locker room at halftime, all their bags are right there <laughs> for the whole people in the stadium to go grab at. So we always had to have somebody traveling with us to watch the halftime bags. It, it's some crazy ass shit. All right. So, and I've coached division two and it was bad there too. So and it wasn't a black school, but your inner thing is sometimes they're inside jobs. Yeah. Regardless of color it's bad. That's what athletes have to put up with. Eddie says I had a coworker from 2019 that received $400,000 from his parents at age 18 because of a lead paint poisoning. He told me he blew it in two years at a strip club, and once the money was gone, his friends abandoned him. Yeah, boy, my, look, every man to himself. Yeah, man. Wow. Shout out to Macaroni Tony. He says, you ain't lying. I caught my moms getting smashed a few times when growing up. Absolutely no decency. Yeah, I, uh, Most every son husband has caught their mom getting drilled. If you're a son husband and have never, not a son husband, if you've been raised by a single mother and you never have walked in on your mama getting drilled, put a one in the chat. Put a one in the chat if you've never caught her sucking on nothing and getting drilled and turning a trick or having a, a pookie or a fake pimp, fake Mac ass dude. We got a couple of ones. I've I caught mine, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. I did catch mine once. Never, if you never caught one, put a one. All right, I definitely caught mine. I was like, oh, you hurt mommy. Some of y'all men, black men, been tortured. Yeah, y'all need therapy. Y'all black men need therapy if you caught your mama. <laughs> y'all think, oh, I don't want to think about it. Caught them booty all in the air. Pause. Caught do do stepdads count? Yes, stepdads too. Booty all in the air. I was like, what in the hell going on in here? My man was piping. <laughs> Toes up, all of it. I was I was looking. He said, log stroking. Yeah, man. <laughs> Smell like Badussy. Stank all up in the room. What in the hell? I don't never smell that. A kid will be like, I've never smelled any of that like that in my life. That smell sticks with you forever. Badussy as a young kid of a single parent. <laughs> You will never forget it. You like. You'd be like, I don't know what that smell could be. Not even. <laughs> you don't even catch them. You just smell the buddhisi. You come in the room. Hey, I need some lunch money for school. Like, what is that? 
it's mixed with incense. Let me stop. <laughs> oh, the humanity. We are almost done with the bullshit. Shout out to Macaroni Tony. He says, big dog, right again. He says, the Nation of Islam has a grocery store in every hood of America, but black folks choose to go to Habibi's and the Bodega Poppies store instead of uh, because they can't put down the pork and the pork rinds and the refried food. Yeah, them brothers be selling bean pies in there. They don't got no decor. It's just all white. Like, they didn't put no, the, the, the NOI don't put no paint on their shit. It's nothing. Stack a stack of final calls over here. It's just a white bench, white walls, white encasings, just bean pies. Y'all don't want none. Y'all don't want to go to him. Why y'all want to go to the brothers? Y'all going to the Bodega Poppies to get that damn, get them damn uh, Hormel's chili corn dog, <laughs> chili dog sauce. Got to get you. You got to get your chili dog sauce. Okay, they making they making bean pies over here. Y'all don't want one. Anyway, he also says right again about watching family in St. Louis black owned family sweetie pies franchise closed because the owner's son deleted his nephew for a damn life insurance policy. The uncle obviously got caught and is in the clink right now. <laughs> Watch out for your. Closest people, man. Oh, we got no government name. It's Halo Strikes. Another, he says, awesome stream last night. Normies are, quote, surprised Pikachu on why men are disinterested in becoming fathers. I can't get it. Why? And that means they don't listen to what we say. They're not even listening. Like, men are vocalizing why they don't want marriage and don't want relationships and don't want to be fathers. And then they completely tune you out. And then, boy, this is classic narcissist uh, gaslighting. It's classic gaslighting. They're like, what? These dudes, they got great options out here. It's great for you out here dating. What, what, what's the problem? And then you vocalize your problems, and then they just completely dismiss it. Well, you just been hurt. You just bitter, and you just horny. You just, you just, uh, you, you just like the rest of the guys, and you a virgin, and you an incel, and you short. And, and then the men keep getting on the damn airlines. I'm out. Men keep getting their passport out. Then you shit on them. Never try to solve the problem. And the man says, well, this is what we don't like. Do criticize the guy. I tell you, they're, they're not in the spirit of helping you. Stay, stay by yourselves, meaning, meaning go for self. James uh, says, I mean, the YouTube stream from a few days ago. Is it down on locals? I got to check because it's on. I hosted on another channel that I really don't even use anymore. So if they took it down. Something must have happened. I didn't get the notification because that email doesn't come through. So I don't know what happened. The YouTube dream. I don't know what happened. Mm. Interesting. Thanks for notifying me. King Davis is in the building. He says, my brother was a swag quarterback. It was a mess. There you go. The field conditions by itself. I mean, you're playing basically the equivalent of what people did in the 70s. If it rains on that field, <laughs> that field going to be torn up. You waiting to blow out a knee. Shout out to Dylan Bacon. Caught mom doing nasty a few times growing up. Yeah, man, we need some therapy for our brothers here, man. We've been, we, we've been, we've been, some of our, all right, some of our, yeah, facilities, man. We used to play, when I was at Southern, we played in the, pretty much on the outside, the arena was a big arena, right? It was a good looking arena on the outside, on the inside, garbage. <laughs> garbage old floor 
We got Harold L in the building dropping the coast sponsorship. Great, great super chat coming up. He says, Coach Prime donated half of his salary to improve the football facilities. And he probably brought his own Gatorade and all that shit. Trust me. He probably was donating pretty much all his money. He, he, he donated half the salary to improve the football facilities. He called his connections to help improve many areas, i.e. the Walmart practice facilities, Under Armour for gear, MS suits for the team. And he says, the city of Jackson... Revenue increased by $30 million in one year. This year's budget hasn't even closed yet. The city of Jackson couldn't be bothered to at least invest 10% back into the athletic department to pay his staff. You are the number one ranked player, high school player in the nation last year, Travis Hunter. Stiff Arm Florida, which is a, a SEC school, to come play for prime. And he went 28-5, and five, including an undefeated season or two-season and the, uh, or sorry, the two SWAC conference championships, among other things. He says notoriety, local, regional, national. He brought the game day ESPN crew to, to do a show live at Jackson State. First HBCU they did that with. And he says, and him having to deal with his son getting robbed, players getting shot, coach's wallet, phone, credit card stolen, water crisis, etc. Coach, I don't know who you have to talk to, but please tell them to send the asteroid. People are ungrateful, and this is why you don't help people. You don't stick around and put up with all of that shit and take that bad of a deal. And then they piss on you when you leave. <laughs> Thank you, Harold L. The man delivered a miracle, and what they could have done is capitalized on it. Instead, they all got selfish, and just like the uh, five heartbeats, same story. Everybody wanted to be the lead singer. When Dion was the man, they should have let Dion be the man. They couldn't do it. And he took his ball, and he said, I'm going to take this over here. Now, everybody making it about black or white, and I don't think it is... I think Dion said, I ain't dealing with this shit no more. We got a couple more super chats to close out the show. Um, <laughs> a Jedi says it's about brothers being the sleeping dragon. Yes, put super put Spider-Man in some Jordans in a hoodie, and them kids were hooked. All right. Is that about the is that the song um on Spider-Man? All right, Jack Vendetta's just just bought a homeless woman from the community one bundle of bananas, and she looked at me like I was crazy and rejected them. Give me the buzzer, coach. Um, blue blue chip mindset. Never give homeless people or street beggars a dime. Don't give them anything. I, that's my rule. That is my rule. You don't get zero. You get zero from me. Now, you can get some information. You can get some advice. You can get some directions. Okay, that's what you can get. But don't feel sorry for them. Your job is not to help street beggars. They got them. They got places where they can go soup kitchens. They got facilities that are going to give them rules and structure that they can go in. But they refuse to be guided in the situation where they are in need. And thus, that's why they street begging. All right. No, absolutely not. I never help those people. Nothing. Not a piece of nothing. No. All right. Walk right past them. 
and the and and that's cold. But the problem is people use that as a swindle, and way too many people use it to get drugs. If a person had their mind on right, they would know where to get fed every single time. Most of them earned that position in life. And yes, I was homeless for a period of time and I didn't feel sorry for myself, nor did I consume alcohol or drugs during that time because I knew I had to dig myself out of it. It was a choice to put myself in that situation. Yes, it was. And those choices guided me into homelessness. It was an opportunity for me to recorrect my life. And so when I got to the spirit in the place of homelessness as a choice, as a result of my choices, I said, I better dig myself out of this, not doing stupid shit like doing drugs and begging people. Anyway, I know it sounds cruel, but that's how I do it. So I never, somebody says, you don't donate the charities. No, I don't. See, I have my own way to give back. Charities take 85% of the funds for administrative purposes. Charities are pseudo nonprofit organizations and they snatch the bag too. I'm not donating to charities. If it's a charity, it's going to be CGA. I give you guys advice and information for free all day long. That's how I give back. I write books that you can purchase to change your damn life. And many people have doubled their income in the last two years just accepting my advice. I give back in plenty of ways that could change your damn life. And a couple of dollars ain't going to do it. A couple of dollars ain't going to do it. And I don't feel sorry. No, I never feel sorry for the people. Hey, can you spare a dollar? No. Hey, Mr. Negro, you got a dollar? Yeah, and some change with it. All right, and some cents with it. Not some change. I got some cents with it. Yes, indeed. I got some cents with it. Shout out to Paul Mooney. I ruined the joke. But yes, I got a dollar and some cents with it. I need this dollar. See, yeah, I have a dollar, but I need it. My kids need it. My family needs it. They need it more than you. <laughs> anyway, guys, don't feel sorry for these people. They had their chance. Odds are we all sat in the same D.A.R.E. program in the fifth grade, but they asked one to smoke weed and do drugs and drink alcohol and party and drink 40 ounces because they thought it was cool. They wanted to gangbang and throw up blood and crip. They wanted to go out there and be lazy. They wanted to take the hard route. They wanted to reinvent the wheel. Now they homeless. They wanted to put relationships and get love and be in domestic disputes for 10 years. And they wanted to take the hard way. Let they ass learn. Take that thump on the ass. We all got the same information. Drugs are bad, but you went to go smoke out. Now your ass homeless. Hey, look, you stayed with an abusive man for 10 years that had three kids all across the damn country. Now you want to go out here and make me feel sorry for you. Nope. No, man. And listen, I could lose it all tomorrow. And if that's the case, don't feel sorry for me. It's my damn decision. But no, I don't give people no damn money. No, that ain't. Th that's not going to be your solution. I need something to eat. All right, where the soup kitchen at? I'm sure they got something over there. I know they got somebody doing a canned food drive. How much is a can of damn chicken noodle soup? How much is a can of chicken noodle soup? You telling me you 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 hungry out here, but you need some money, but you can't. Boo, that's chicken noodle soup. You could go steal a can. Nobody gonna do nothing. <laughs> Meals on wheels. There's all kind of resources for you that I paid through it. Look. I donate through taxes and I pay a steep tax price and I have to wake up every day working three or four days a year, a month for people like you. So no, I don't owe you no money. I don't owe you shit. Mm. I'm letting y'all know, man, look at the title of the show. 
Somebody said there's barbecue in there. There's barbecue in there. Neither of these women that I date, I don't owe you nothing. You owe me nothing too, but I definitely don't owe you nothing because you're a woman. Take me out on a date. You need to pay for the date. No. And if you are one of these people who think that there's some sort of angel hiding and disguising themselves as a homeless person, that on judgment day, the Lord's going to read out your scroll of the deceitful and debaucherous things that you did. And at the top is going to, you didn't give the homeless person $5. You got to be one of the biggest idiots in the world. Out of all the shit that you've done down here, you think not donating to a homeless person is going to be on the top of the damn list. Even if it's in the middle of the list, all of the stupid shit that you did is going to be way ahead of that. Mm. <laughs> all that fornication, you just stole now and later from the, uh, the convenience store. You extorted money. You cheated on your husband and wives. You went out there and slobbed on salami. You went out there and did all of this shit. And you think, oh, my God's testing me right now. Mm. How you can't, you cannot believe shit like that. <laughs> I've done some very despicable things on this planet. And I know for damn sure by the time I'm getting the riot at read to me in the pearly gates before they decide to let me in or drop me to the pit of hell. I guarantee you not giving a homeless person money when the angel was disguised as a homeless person is not going to be the thing that gets me kicked out. <laughs> right? Oh, you know what? All of this stuff. But if you would have gave five dollars to that angel disguised as a damn wino that tips the scale, go to hell. But that's just my thinking. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Gray Hayes Radio. Did you see that they are dropping the yearly don't forget about the black struggle movie with Will Smith? Of course, he says, when are we going to get past that mess? I don't know how many times we can change this narrative. OK, it was bad. I want to see the black slave movie with the black slave owner. Anyone? No. Can we get that movie? Can we get the one with the Jewish slave owner? Mm. <laughs> right? That movie seems to never come up, but certainly it was there. That that movie's there. That they, they can make that movie any day of the week, but it's always some white man right there. Yep, there we go. Okay, okay. All right. Derek Choi says, Coach, I stick with you because you have potential potential we're almost done uh alex tyson rumor has it that dion asked black celebrities to donate to the school to make the facilities better and to raise money of course they didn't all right so i don't know who didn't donate i don't know who he asked but uh there you go right there if that's what he did and he asked people to donate celebrities and they refused be i don't know why they refused they could have refused for the same reasons i presented meaning they knew the money was going to get stolen. They knew the, the president of the school wanted to be a bigger celebrity than Dion or ask big. And it was like, that's a bad deal. And if they didn't donate, y'all, you can blame them. Why don't y'all blame those celebrities? They're not. That was a smart move. Yeah, that was a waste of money, guys. They, they would have, that money would not have gone to facilities. By the way, you have to donate. You guys don't know what facilities cost for universities. 
uh, University of Texas just built a basketball facility. I want you to look up how much that facility cost them. <laughs> and this is to compete. By the way, they're a top five school right now. How much money do you think that facility cost? Okay. Just guess. <laughs> just guess. It's a new basketball arena. Uh, rational or rationality says JSU can't even afford to pay the water bill. <laughs> Price is wrong. M44 got it. 300 million. MJ got it. 300 million for their basketball facility. 300 million, not 30 million, not 5 million on their campus cost $300 million for their facility. Jackson State, I mean, how much? Yeah, KD put some money in that. How much do you think? What Brett Favre, too. <laughs> Brett Favre, y'all like, Brett Favre should have put a Jackson State. <laughs> oh, here we go, Brett Favre. $300 million for their basketball arena. On Jackson State, they're going to get in $300 million. Brett Favre can't pull in $300 million. He says, once you travel to poor countries, it's hard to feel sorry for homeless people here. Yeah. Brett Favre took his money. <laughs> Brett Favre took the money. I know some people said Brett Favre should have put the money, put the money at Jackson State. Uh, he wasted the money and put it in Southern Miss. That was a wet. That's an L. All right, that's an L. And Brett Favre still ain't in jail. All right, shout out to you. Uh, JC says, even bums have a hierarchy. <laughs> oh, the humanity. They do. Once you know, you know. Rational Rationality says started a hobo copulation emporium. What? <laughs> oh, no. Yikes. I got money. All right. Ty says a movie about the first legal slave owner. Anyone? Yeah. Nah. We ain't trying to do all that shit. It's time to feel sorry for ourselves and blame these institutions that, yeah, I mean, it did some damage for sure. I'm not undermining the damage. But we certainly have had our chances. We've had our chances, even as much as recently. Um, you know, we have enough people. There's enough money to go around, and it just doesn't flow. I know people then say people take black dollars and put it into white dollars. But I think what they're doing is, I don't think they say put it into white dollars. I think what they're doing is they're doing what's best for them. That's how they see it. They're doing what's best for them. Um, yeah, the HBCU programs, unfortunately, I think um, our country made HBCUs to keep black people out of education opportunities. And they said, these are yours. The government's created that. That was a direct line from um, definitely uh, FDR and all of that stuff. They were like, no, nah, you can't be a part of our shit. But here's our shit over there. And as a matter of fact, the people like the Booker T. Washingtons. And so forth and so on, thought this would be the best use. We should all stay with them amongst each other. Unfortunately, the support wasn't there from the federal government, nor there's no endowments. No, no people, not many, many people don't come back and fundraise those dollars back to the universities. Uh, the way the university systems get their money. The, the, the universities get their money through endowments. Some people don't know any. Thing about this of how a university survives Stanford University's endowment is hundreds of millions of dollars in reserves most Ivy League's endowments are hundreds of million dollars in reserves in reserve money ready to go just in case some shit hits the fan okay 
hundreds of millions of dollars. A black college university for people who graduate from these universities, they are they don't do significantly enough to give back to that university so that university has money. And if they do, somebody raids the coffers. Somebody raids it. They raid it. They steal from it. And this could be pointed out. This is this is not this is not knowledge that people don't know. They basically they they basically put the endowment in the red swiftly. Any president, they 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 steal the money. Okay. But what happened was the thing that changed the HBCU forever is that athletes started to come out of there. Some of the best athletes were HBCU. And the SEC is the ones who changed all the shit, right? So the SEC, the Southern boys said we would never. Uh, the University of K Kentucky men's basketball coach in the 60s and the 50s said, and his name is slipping my mind, but that's sad because I'm a basketball guy. So never, um, 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 he said he would never have a ninja on his basketball team. So did um, the Alabama football team. We ain't never having no ninja. And then guess what happening? Hey, Adolph Rupp, thank you. Adolph Rupp. Somebody said Stanford's endowment is $27 billion. So they said they ain't never going to have no ninja. But, of course, the black schools were down there. The black schools, Jerry Rice, Walter Payton, Shannon Sharp, uh, the likes of uh, some of the earlier uh, types of black folks. Um, the, you have the UTEP basketball, which was Texas Western, started an all-five black lineup against Adolph Rupp's, Rupp's um, all-white lineup and waxed their ass. And then the SEC said, we better change some shit. <laughs> Adolph Rupp was like, huh? And everybody started adding one here, one there. Ole Miss started adding one here, one there. Um, the top schools still were saying Ole Miss is doing it, but we ain't going to do it. And then every now and then, one of these SEC schools started adding one here and one there. And guess what? They started winning. That player started being phenomenal. And then some of those kids said, I'm not going to Mississippi Valley. I'm going to Ole Miss. Then all of a sudden, 20 years later, the majority of those players on that team are black. In a matter of 20 years, in a matter of very, very short amount of time, the SEC coaches adapted real quick. Oh, we better go get them. Now, that changed the direction of HBCs used forever. I mean, in terms of athletics, competing in athletics, that's going to change it forever. So um, it, that's all it took. And um, now, is it ever going to go back where blacks go back and become uh, build up the HBCUs? I just don't see it. I don't think they have the infrastructure to support it, nor do they have the willingness to work as a co cohesive unit to make it work. The unit is going to be fractured from within. And if you're mad at me, go look at it. it it's very self-explanatory. Uh, by the way, if you want the government to now do this, again, that's working backwards. You guys want the government. You guys always want the government to come in and rescue you. In the sense that they're just going to give you the money. If they gave them land and facilities and directly put that money into the facilities, now we're talking. But if they just throw it at the, the universities and the board of directors and the, the, the presidents of the university and say, okay, you guys dice this up and split it, they're going to steal it. Shout out to JC says, sounds like the movie Glory Road to me. That's what happened. Yeah, that's what happened. All right, Texas Western, which is UTEP now, went and thumped on Kentucky and changed everybody's mind. They was like, well, <laughs> we're going to need some black players to win. 
Coaches ain't stupid. You can have all the segregation you want until you start taking L's to a team that has no segregation. And then you go change up real quick. All right, now we're going to have to get some ninjas. <laughs> and that's all business. All right, shout out to U.S. Army Retire. Says a lot of people uh, are getting caught on Dateline NBC acting homeless. Yep. And getting into expensive cars and having a free few properties. Yes, I agree. So if they've done that, there's too many exposés of people collecting money and then walking off. Yep, just like Black Lives Matter. Yep, HBCUs are segregated. By the way, uh, HBCUs do have white people on their campus. I don't think people know that. Uh, uh, what's the point of an HBCU? Most of the colleges the black men can go to is anywhere, right? There's no more really segregation like that. So um, the idea that black people would go back to support HBCU is either the experience, which I get, um, but it's not a realistic experience. And I've actually said that because I've worked on the HBCU. And what, what happens is you guys all get together, the biggest and the brightest, the alphas, the kappas, and all of these guys, and they'll get together and there'll be 90% black people on these campuses and there'll be some whites. But what happens is they'll be like, oh, we're doing this. We're learning. We're building knowledge itself and we're supporting. And it's great. I, I think that's fantastic. Many people need to experience that. However, you're going to go back out into the real world. <laughs> you're going to get a job and most people are not going to be black. Now you're going to do one or two things. You're going to stand on your square as a black man, or are you going to figure out how to play white politics? Because in corporate America, they don't care about, you know, there's not going to be a group of people supporting you and insulating you from the bullshit and everybody supporting you. There's not going to be that. You're going to be playing one-on-one. I knew a dude got that went to FAMU and he works in high ranks of, um, high ranks of, um, you know, he's a, oh gosh, I, I don't even know how to say he's in law enforcement, high ranks of law enforcement, like high level. Right. And um, he tells me he has to deal with this politics. I got to deal with these white folks and all that shit. But, but he went to FAMU. So he's constantly trying to he's trying to balance between that reality, his reality of his younger years and stepping and all that shit. But the reality of the real world where most he's 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 managing white folks. Right. If you don't go to know how to manage white folks and you came from an insulated black culture and you jumping out here and you trying to rise the ranks, it could be it could be a hard balance. You can't it's, I'm not saying you can't be successful, but it's hard and they struggle. They struggle doing that shit. It ain't easy. <laughs> it's politics, it's white politics, it's racism, it's you got a code switch, you got a grand and bear it. You got to stand strong. You got to get your promotion. And you get your promotion. You can't be like, oh, this this HBCU you shit. You know what I mean? You can't really just be like, I'm going to bring in all my brothers. They're going to put a kaput to that shit. You start bringing in and every hire you make as a black person, they're going to put the kibosh to that shit. Trust me. <laughs> they going to let you hire one or two. You better intermix and hire some Latinos, a Latina chick, a Puerto Rican curvy ass chick. You better have you better mix that shit up. But if you think you're just gonna come into an organization like that, high level law enforcement, and like let's just bring it, yeah, right, they gonna run your ass out. It sounds good. Yeah, we should hire our own. Try it under the bureaucratic system of of law enforcement. And try it under the bureaucratic system of a corporation. They're going to run you out. <laughs> All right. 
I'm just letting y'all know. But y'all, that's wishful thinking that you think you can do that. Like if Dion hired no white coaches at Colorado, they're gonna immediately red flag him. So what was what did Dion do? What did Dion do? What was the first thing he did? What was his first known hire at Colorado? His first known hire, it was a white coach from Kent State. The head coach, mind you, who took a demotion to the assistant and got paid a bigger bag. He hired a white coach first. That was his first known hire. Now he's going, now he can bring in whoever he wants. He can bring in all the black coaches he wants now. But he had to make you good and damn well. He hired a quarterback, analytic, uh, super duper, uh, one of these uh, these football coaches, these uh, whiz kids, these whiz kid coaches. He hired a whiz kid. Smart move. You got to do what you got to do. You got to play chess out here. Y'all playing checkers. <laughs> okay. Now he can do what he wants. He can bring in all them black coaches, defensive back coaches, offensive line black coach, defensive linebacker coach. He can bring all them from Jackson State. He made the power chess move, and he hired them. And he can have a defensive black coordinator. He good. Nobody can say shit about that. That's that's called politics. Yeah, he can bring in the analytics dude, the super-duper nerd, the iPad coaches. He can bring all them in. He said ninjas be playing sorry. Dion is smart. Don't ever think Dion's not smart. Y'all better give him his credit. And not anybody can just go 12 and 0. I don't care what sport you're coaching. Going 12 and 0 takes some sort of craftiness and figuring out how to finesse the system. College sports is about recruits. There's a phrase, if you're still sticking with me, thank you. There's a phrase in college sports, and it goes like this in any sport, it's not about the X's and O's, it's about the Johnny and Joe's. It's not about the X's and O's. It's about the Johnny and Joe's. And most college coaches are figurehead managers. They manage the program. Dion ain't running no drills. He not out there sweating, blowing the whistle. He gets up there. He motivates his kids and he recruits. He's a figurehead. He gets them in and then he gets coaches that are good and smart, if not smarter than him in certain areas. And they coach the kids. They develop the kids. They train them. Anytime you're in a management position, the one thing you better realize, and I humbled myself several times as a coach, thinking that I was a savior, putting myself ahead of the players, when you got to realize this one thing, that's the players that matter. And you better have good staff around them players. You better not thinking that you need to call all the plays and run this and you know better than the offense and the defensive coordinator. You better bring one in and you better bring in some Johnny and Joes. Then you can run all the X's and O's. Uh, remember the Titans. Remember the Titans was like that. The guy was like, I got four plays. <laughs> and it all happens out of the wishbone. I only need four plays. Why? Because I got the Johnny and Joes. We're going to run these four. And we're going to run it to death. Matter of fact, we're going to send the team the scouting program. I'm going to send them all the film they want. They can watch whatever they want. They can't stop what's coming. <laughs> you can't stop it. You can, you, can tell, you can tell your players, hey, they're about to run that back screen. One time I used to do, we used to tell our whole scheme. We used to walk through every team does this. You walk through the whole team's best plays. You run through the inbounds plays on the baseline. You run through the sideline inbound that has the back door. You run through the offensive scheme that has the all 90% uh, the pass to the right, pass to the right, set the screen. You walk your whole team through it. And then right before the damn, right during the game, 
You see the play call. Hey, coach, hey, team, play number two's coming. What's play? Oh, the backdoor play. By the time you explain that shit, they got a backdoor lob. And you walk your team through it, and you like, hey, stupid. Didn't I tell you play number two was the back door? They don't remember none of that shit. <laughs> okay, so you need Johnnies and Joes that know how to react to situations. That's athletic enough to let the back door happen, but he can recover and block that and pin that shit on the backboard. Now you look like a genius. But if you got scrubs out there and donuts that get the back pick hit on them and they fall down and collapse like a uh, a bag of potato chips, ain't shit going to happen but a lob and a damn dunk. <laughs> All right, anyway, man, look, Ty says, uh, why is it that no one knows that the first legal le legally slave owner in America was a black man? Why don't they know? He says you can Google it. He owned both blacks and white slaves. Look, man, look, look. Nobody got no time for that time. Nobody got no time for that truth. Matter of fact, they you guys don't know that they tried to enslave whites and Native Americans and the shit didn't work. But somehow they was like, let's just go on and get these ninjas. White folks are like, we ain't doing this shit. They tried it on them. It was like, we ain't doing that. What? So they got an indigenous servant. They tried to enslave the natives and they was like, you're going to catch this bow and arrow on your ass. Poison is dark. <laughs> you going to catch what? You gonna want us to do what? So they they gave you Thanksgiving. Yeah, they fought that ass. But <laughs> anyway, they tried it all. It's like what Pocahontas was like. I'm sorry. On a horseback, riding a horse, <laughs> hit you with that bow and arrow. Ping. Okay, we don't. They don't want to do it. So we just gonna. They just gonna tell us how to uh make uh make the best use of this land, and we are gonna push their ass in the next hundred years through a trail of tears. Yeah, we are gonna push their ass to the corner. Right? The kids was like, "I'm sorry, what?" The kids was like ten years old, like about to get that ass in the ass, arrow to the ass, boom, with accuracy, and they painted themselves up black. <laughs> anyway, I I have revisionist. My history is interesting. My history is like drunk history. I try to make it funny, and of course, it's not one hundred percent accurate. There's some embellishment. There's some humor. Don't take it personal. You're gonna be like, as a matter of fact, no, don't take it personal. I try to make it. I try. I try to make it funny, just so you can digest it. And it's not the complete accurate history, of course. All right, it's a little bit drunk. But it is, there's some accuracy to it. The underlying story is true. Let me check all of the other ones before we skedaddle. Um, are we going to be here tonight? We will be here tonight. We will be here tonight for a short live stream. Let me check PayPal. That's what I got to check. Shout out to Ty just throwing gasoline on the fire as we exit the building. We do have two more. Uh, AD Austin and uh, let me see if I can say your name. No government name says, should I tell my married friend about the red pill content or keep it to myself? They are suffering in their marriage, but still wants to push marriage. You know, just drop a hint there. But I think the best way to live the red pill life is through your walk with the red pill, right? It's going to take these blue pill and matrix people a long time to catch on. It might take them five years, but after five years, they're going to see you winning. 
then they'll want the answers. All right. But don't tell them, don't push. You need to listen to Kevin Samuels. I mean, you could drop it on them. All right. Shout out to AD Austin. At this point, as a ninja, I'm looking at the community from the outside. Oh, the humanity. He says, SYSBM. <laughs> I hit the wrong one. Anyway. Yeah, people who want to continue to suffer by choice, let them suffer. If they want to choose to suffer by choice, let them suffer. All right. It's a rap ski. We got out of here. Hit the like button on the way out of the building. I appreciate the support. And uh, we out of here. See you guys tonight, man. Peace.